going to ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This much is fucking good at social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken directly from the YouTube live streams, which are currently going down each week, Monday mornings, 10 a.m. Australian Central Time. I'd love to have you in the live sesh. These days, they've turned into these full-on classes. You know, we call them podcasts, but they're really classes in which that I throw questions back and forward with the live viewers and we get the personal context of each person in there. And everyone just seems to grow a lot more nowadays because of it. I love it. Uh, Anything on the world of human interactions, what we cover could be dating, relationships, social dynamics, family relationships, business relationships, things going down in high school, uni, anything that touches the world of these human beings, we seem to touch in social Q&A. So head over to the Bowl YouTube channel and I'll catch you guys currently on Monday mornings. Now, if you guys would like to receive a quick sip each week, just a free email right in your inbox, updating you on what went down on social Q&A live this week, the recap, what other videos went out, what other awesome things are going on in the world? What other additions to the resources of wisdom in terms of books, films, docos, anime, quotes, music, all the things that get added to the resource of wisdom? I update you through this email so you never miss out on any of that. And also it's just a way of me staying connected with you guys in between our live sessions together. So go ahead if you are interested. Every Friday, I send it out. It's free. Boldojo.com. Sign it up. By the way, if you feel like you have not received your email on the Friday, just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your junk spam folder if you're using anything else because uh, it's likely in there. Even when I receive my own email, it still gets every day to get put in promotions. Now, for those of you who are looking to dive into some deeper educational content and level up your performance in this life, we can pick up the guided meditation, Eternal Energy, over on boldojo.com, featuring five tracks that will help you to dive deeper into who you are and evolve beyond. All the reviews have said that it's something that they constantly come back to, that it's something that they will work through and that it's more of a course than an actual guided meditation. Many have also said, Adam, why are you not charging what it's worth? Many have said, I was willing to pay $100 for this and it's because I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. So that it's there if you are the type of person who is aware and conscious enough to want to look at yourself for all that you are and improve so got a meditation eternal energy go get you some also send me a review once you're done as well i'd love to hear your feedback now moving up from there if you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching in which that we destroy your limiting beliefs and construct real action plans to help you perform in your life whether it be purpose, physical, mental, or social development, anything that touches the temple. Even if you want to go up to the inner garden and dive into real ideas of your existence, we can go there as well. I often do. However, it's completely customizable to you. We have one-off sessions. You can go to boldoja.com, book a once-off over 30, 45, or 60 mins, just test the waters, and that'll give you a vibe for it. However, if, and what I do recommend, if you're serious about your development, you can dive into the bold coaching memberships in which there are three different tiers silver gold and diamond which offer different levels of benefits that once offs 
definitely do not get, such as priority messaging. If you wish to have access to my private WhatsApp number and get a response from me within 24 hours outside of Australian weekends, you're going to have to be on a membership for that. And that's something that my clients benefit from tremendously and use tremendously. Also, if you want to step up another level of membership and want to get priority bookings, for those of you who don't live in Australia and struggle to get your time slot in, maybe you're two, three weeks out on the waiting list, well then priority bookings are there to ensure that you get your time preferred slot and that you get booked in over lower tier memberships and once-offs. Now, I'll be here all day if I have to describe every benefit of every tier. So if you are interested, just go to boldoja.com. In the products menu, you can find Bold Coaching memberships and you can dive in yourself. If you have any questions, just slide me an email. There are contact email forms on pretty much every page of the website and we can work it out from there if you are truly committed to developing yourself. Moving forward, if you would like to directly support this podcast, you can do so in two ways, either by going to boldojo.com directly. In the Boldojo podcast menu on the homepage, there is a direct donate link that goes straight through the website if you want to use your credit card, for example. However, if you would like to go through PayPal because that's your uh, that's your shit, <laughs> sure, fine. Doesn't bother me. PayPal as well. PayPal.me forward slash A-D-A-M O-O-I. My full name, Adam Ui. You can donate through PayPal directly as well. Either way, whatever you guys do donate to help support the show. Uh, I know a lot of you like to donate live in the live social Q&As. That's also most appreciated. However you want to do it, it just, it all goes to supporting this, this awesome thing we've got going on between you and I. So I thank you for anything that you have donated or will donate in the future. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you very much. Now, of all that being said, Let's finally dive into social Q&A live. Yes, sir. Let's go. Emotionally? Sure, emotionally. <laughs> Welcome, my friends, to What If She Asks for Violent Sex. Social Q&A live, episode 71, Nananjuichi Bun. Today, we've got a extremely X-rated session. As always, well, now it seems like it's always every single week, we're tackling a session that is extremely sexually explicit. We've got a young guy who's reached out because he was having sex with an older woman. And she asked him to beat the shit out of her. Very intense, very confronting, something that uh, is, if you're not used to very rough, deep sexual play, it's definitely going to throw you through a loop. It's definitely going to put you into a position of feeling confronted at least, but very nervous, anxious. Am I going to be able to do what she requires? Do I even want to do what she requires? What does it mean to beat, to beat her sexually? What is sexual power? That's what we're going to discuss in today's podcast. We're going to discuss sexual power. We're going to discuss the the psychology of sexual power, the games that's played between dominator and those who are dominated. We're going to get into not only this guy's individual story of his past trauma that led to him being very apprehensive about getting into very rough sexual play with her, and especially when she said it so aggressively, because as we go into this story, we've got a full story to get here of the level of sexual play they were into. It was very aggressive. Uh, and no, uh, there's a lot of details we're going to get into, but just in this intro, there's so much going on. There's so many moving pieces, and I'm very interested and want to dive into this because this is something that we need to know about. Something that most people don't talk about is the very the badlands, the dark social dynamics, the dark the darkness, but darkness with light on the end. I'll say so. Uh, that's what we're going to get into today. We've got an awesome message here from someone that I know or I know about, not someone that I'm going to use their full name, of course. But if you guys are new to Social Q&A Live, this is a time where you guys can bring any questions that you have in the world of social dynamics, dating, relationships, human interaction, whatever you want. 
You can drop it in the chat box down below when we get to open Q&A. At the beginning, we have a featured story or a featured seminar. Today's a featured story. Send it in on Instagram at uitang1, uitang1. So we're going to get that first, dive into this uh, extremely... I don't know, words can't even describe what we're going to get into today. It's going to be all about sexual power, though. Today's about sexual power when it comes to sexual violence, especially when the woman requests it. And please keep that in mind. It was requested. This is not against someone's will. And then later on, yeah, time for open Q&A. We get to your questions then. There is a class-like format in these sessions where I do like to throw you guys questions, test you, help you to evolve. However, uh, as, as of what last week was like, today is very much a story. So I'm not adverse to doing what I did last week, which is just rolling through the story and just treating this as a podcast podcast. But if you guys want to get engaged, I was going to say engorged, that too. If you guys want to get engaged in this live session, pop up in the chat, say hi in the chat, drop me some comments, let me know what you're about and uh, drop a thumbs up on the video as well. If you're just joining in, help support the video, that'd be most appreciated. And so I'm going to read out this guy's direct message. And I will uh, just, as I always have to say now, this is a extremely sexually explicit session. This is, if you're going to have kids watching this, if you're underage and uh, you got parents, your parents, just letting you know right now, that's what today's going to be. No holds barred. I will not restrain anything, which is perfect because we're talking about sexual violence. Of course, I couldn't, couldn't keep this G-rated even if we wanted to. So, so yes, Instagram message, we're going to get into that now. It's very long though. It's very deep. It's very intense. But as you'll find, it's, uh, it's all very juicy, extremely juicy. So let's do it. This was sent in to me uh, not actually long ago, only three days ago. I'm going to refer to him as X. I actually don't have notes for today's session. Today is just going to be just like old times, just like me running through the story, just going through it uh, piece by piece, helping you guys to understand it, helping, of course, X to understand it. And actually X told us that the girl in question that he was with might actually be watching it with him. So I need to say that because it's cool for you guys to know, but I need to say that for myself because that is going to, if she does listen to this, if she does watch this, uh, fake name Jenna, of course, uh, I'll be keeping you in mind, young lady. I'll be keeping you in mind. So actually just uh, just pop it up to the chat here. The first person in the chat is Jay Nu, who comes and say, I'll be on with a guest but just observing. <laughs> Gun by the minute, son. All right. All righty. I feel you, Jay. So thanks for being here. And let's do this. I'm not going to waste any time. A lot of time I give you guys a bit of time to pop up, but I just want to dive straight into it. So let's go. <clears throat> so this was sent in to me on Friday. Like I said, it's very intense. So please dial your minds in for this. Also, by the way, I forgot. Shout out to those of you in podcast land. Listening to some post. I'm always here with you guys as well. So he sent me this message saying initially, Adam, This woman I'm seeing asked me to hit her last night, and I found myself hesitating a lot. I want to ask if you know the best ways to strike slash fight a sexual partner. I'm not opposed to it, just inexperienced about how I should go about it. I'm all for grappling and restraining, but actual striking in sexual play is foreign to me, many thanks. She asked me to, in quotes, beat the shit out of her, end quotes. And I'm down to explore, but drawing blood or inflicting real damage in a sexual partner scares me. So that's his initial message. Not a lot of context, not a lot of understanding there. So of course you guys know, if I sense a, there's a lot more to it, I want to dive in. I hit him with the truck of questions and he obliged. So a lot of these questions, I'm probably not going to read them out for you. 
just him answering them will explain the questions in and of themselves. Okay, so that was his initial question. His initial it's quite important actually to just keep a tight mind on what his initial question was, because we're going to get into such weeds, such depth, that the initial question was, what's the best way to fight slash strike a partner in sexual play when they request it? Please keep that in mind. I've got to keep coming back to that as well. Because actually there's an issue with that question altogether, which we'll get to much later on. So I hit him with a whole bunch of questions just to explain the story, explain what happened, give me the moment, give me the adventure of what was happening between you and this woman, and we'll go from there. Also, as you guys know, I go really deep. So we're going to get a full profile on these two. Of course, privacy maintained, more so for my benefit, but I'll let you guys know what I can let you know. So this is the profile on the two. X, who's in question, young man. He's currently 21 years old and will be 22 next month. So let's just say he's 22. Woman in question, fake name Jenna, of course. Jenna, she's 27. Yes, they are both of East Asian descent. And I'll say, because I know a little bit about him, they're somewhere in the US. East Asian descent, somewhere in the US, okay? In terms of their work-life-study schedule, they are both working, although on different schedules. Okay, this is how they met. So I asked him for the full background story and how these two met. He comes in saying that he cold approached her on a subway train. Although she had a chill vibe and I was rather energetic, we met in the middle and she ended up asking me a lot about myself. I'd say she was definitely not sure about me to start since she was hesitant when I went to close and wasn't super thrilled that I was younger than her, dot, dot, dot. I rated her highly, like an eight or so, and she probably rated me a notch or two below that, aka definite interest, but with some skepticism. Pause there. What is he referring to in the numbers? I asked him on the scale of zero to 10, how much, well, actually, let me get the, perf- get the exact question. Hold up. I can actually give it to you. When I said to him on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being diamond in the sky, zero being an absolute fish, how would you rate the overall attraction between you two? So I wasn't asking him to rate how good looking she is. I was asking about the overall balance of attraction between the two. So he's saying that he rated her in an eight and her maybe slightly less to begin with, which is interesting. We might, that's just an interesting note. I'm not going to play too much into that now, but it's good for me to know. Um, as a coach, I'm always balancing all the, uh, all the potentials. There's already a balance there though. There's already something there that is going to play on later when they're in the bedroom that the the difference between how he perceives her and how she perceives him. And when it gets into sexual play a little bit later on, it actually is going to manifest a little bit more. Okay, moving on anyways. So just keep that in your back pocket. Get on the next message here. So he went on to say, well, that's just basically how they met. He went on to say, because I asked him, how many past sexual partners have you had? How many has she had? He went on to say, I've been with 10 to 20 past sexual partners. And that's a huge, that's a huge range, like to not, to know between 10 to 20. Uh, I did give him the thing of, is it full sexual penetration or is it maybe not? So he could be including non-sexual penetration as in not full way whole play. It could have been just some rough housing, whatever. 10 to 20. So pretty sexually experienced actually for a 22 year old. He goes on to say that, is it bad that I've already lost count? Reason being that I didn't keep track too well to begin with. Pause there. Just want to say this right off the bat. Absolutely not. In fact, I love that you've lost count, X. It's not something that you should count. The reason as a coach why I ask how many past sexual partners you had is whether it's really five or less. Five or less. If you said anything more than five at your age, you're sexually experienced. 
If you're anything less than five, you're definitely sexually inexperienced, getting more experience down as you get further down. That's all I was screening for there. I don't want any of you to be keeping a fucking journal or a scratch book of how many different people you've been with. It's just, why would you do that? It's ridiculous. So no, absolutely. I wasn't, you definitely don't need to keep track, my friend. I was just screening that for your level of sexual experience. Moving on. He went on to her sexual experience. He said, as for her past, as her, as for her relationship past, I haven't asked, but apparently I'm the first Asian guy she's been with in a long time. So keep it in mind, Jenna is 27 years old. And when you hear the level of sexual play they're about to get into and the violence that she requested, I think we can say that she's quite sexually experienced as well. Don't know how, how much, but I would say she's probably had more than five partners. Or if it's less than five, Jenna, you've done some shit. Like you guys have done some shit. So whatever the case, I know she's not, it's not her first time. That's for sure. Okay. The next question I asked him was, what was the previous level of roughest sexual play you've been through? And you get an idea from this, get some context on him. He goes on to answer. For the question of the roughest sexual play I've experienced, I want to share two experiences for different reasons. So I'll just put a pause here just for a second, guys. This is where we're going to get into his past trauma. You really need to dial your minds in uh, for what's about to go down here. By the way, I'm just seeing some of you guys pop up in the chat. T's in here saying, no shy. Good to have you, T. Nice smacks up in here saying, this is perfect timing. He's asking about violence, how to introduce violence and degrading into the bedroom, especially with guys of low confidence. Well, Mr. Smack, uh, you're going to find that out later in today's session. However, you need to have a profile picture if you want to be engaged in this session, either a picture of yourself or an avatar. Otherwise, I won't read out your comments. So go to Gmail, update profile picture. That's the same for the rest of you as well. By the way, if you just joined the session, drop a thumbs up down below. Most appreciated. So getting back onto it here, getting into his past experiences. This is key. This is really where we're going to start to understand why he did what he did when she asked him to beat the shit out of her during sex. Why he didn't do that, more specifically. So, oh, we haven't even got, I've just hardly dicked you guys there a little bit more. Okay, so back onto his past experience. The roughest sexual play I have experienced, two different experiences, I'll share. The first is quite a literal answer, while the second is more for its impact. Both involved my recent ex, who I was in a monogamous relationship with. In the first story, we'd come back to her place after a long day out with her friends, I remember being horny and frustrated since we were doing long distance and I hadn't had sex with her that weekend. She was tired, but after persuading her, i.e. her heart wasn't in it, she relented in order to please me and then I believe she basically laid in missionary as I selfishly went on to fuck her until... She suddenly told me to get off as soon as I got off the bed. She shoved me onto my back, held me down and mounted me as she slid herself up and down on my cock, furiously. Between the pleasure and the surprise, I didn't even think to respond until I came inside of her, in brackets, she was on the pill. After, when we were showering off, we talked about it, and she explained that I had wiped some of her pussy juices onto her, and she got very insulted, and so vented those feelings by hate-fucking me. Juicy. So that's story number one. Story number two actually involves the same girl, but in a different experience. He goes on to say, the second story was when we were doing role play and I was acting as the robber. I snuck into her room and blindfolded her and stripped her down as she pretended to resist. And in that role, I would tell her to shut the fuck up 
and force her into doggy style before grabbing her, flipping her over and fucking her as I was holding onto the shirt hanging around her neck. At this point, I was super into it, talking about molding her to my shape and making her exclusive, my exclusive cum dumpster because her pussy felt so tight and wet. As I was getting into it, I suddenly noticed that she stopped resisting and started whimpering as tears came down her face. When I realized something was wrong, I immediately stopped and just comforted her as she began full-on sobbing. The reason being that her rape trauma from years ago resurfaced and I hadn't noticed sooner. The relationship got quite rocky after that, so I think I developed a fear of going too far ever since. Revisiting that memory, I remember being torn up by guilt and my need for her to be okay, which never really went away and ate at me towards the end of the relationship. That's actually quite emotional. Like I've read this story a few times. I've been going over this the last 24 hours. It's even more emotional reading that actually. Okay. So pause there. That's his past sexual experience, the roughest he's ever been. So he's given us two different experiences there. One experience with his ex, most recent monogamous relationship, where sexually frustrated across the weekend, we'll just get the summary here, and uh, he just wanted to just get off essentially. But apparently sometime during that, he wiped her pussy juices onto her. She got angry at this. So she flipped him over and just went to fucking town on him in a hate fuck style. And that was... Part one, that was just a literal sense. Part two, though, is probably the one that's more emotionally impactful and it's the one that gives us more answers and more clues to when we get into this woman that he's currently with that asked him to beat the shit out of her and what he did in response. So they'd been playing cops and robbers type thing. Well, not cops and robbers. They'd be playing robber, breaks in, uh, has her, takes her, does what he will with her. But at a certain point, she just starts crying. He's really getting into the talk, saying that she's going to be his exclusive cum dumpster. And she just started uh, tearing out, whimpering, whimpering as tears came out. And it would triggered, a trigger had come in from the past rape trauma. And he said the relationship was never good after that. So while obviously she experienced some trauma in that moment, we can definitely tell that he experienced some trauma with that as well, that he hasn't recovered from that. He hasn't worked through that. And the reason why I'm saying that is because of what he did in this current example that we're going to get into in a second. So just drop in the chat here before we move on to part three. Norman is up in here saying, what's up, Adam? Good to have you here, Norma. Good to see you with a profile picture as well. W comes in saying, she's like, she's like 20. You didn't tell me this. I don't know what you're saying, W. That makes no sense. Uh, Nice Mac says, does this work? Yeah, you could do better than that. Nice Mac. That's someone's back. (laughs) For now, it's okay. Give me a fucking face. Right? Give me a face. Uh, Jesus. Okay, so moving on here. So that's his past sexual experiences. Now we're going to get into the actual story that he sent in when he asked me that initial question of how to best strike, hit in sexual play. We're going to get into that now, where that all came from. So he goes on to say, now goes on to say for Jenna, I wanted him to describe the exact moment that she requested the sexual violence, that she requested, I need you to beat the shit out of me. This is this story. So remember, 
It was all spawned through a cold approach somewhere on a subway train, never met before. She was a little lukewarm about it to begin with, but they had had a, oh, that's right. I asked them for follow-up on how the actual date had happened before that. Hang on, let me get that. Let me get that because that's the chronology. He actually only just sent that to me. So this is how it happened. After the cold approach, they met up for a day two, the first date. He goes on to say, as for the date, we met up at a dessert shop near me. She was unnerved at first, unable to relax and let go, which she attributed to low blood sugar. In brackets, she actually didn't eat too much before being satisfied. I decided to cool the energy a bit based off of this and how she hugged me in the beginning. So we went back and forth, teasing each other, as well as sharing stories and personal details. Afterwards, we went to crash at my pad and she wanted a drink. So out of hospitality, I poured us a drink and we sat up on my bed side by side before ending up in bear hug while they were drinking as well. Okay, now I've got to go back up in his messages to now where, here we go. So that's how the date had happened earlier that night slash day. So here we go, take it from there. We had been drinking some liquid courage at her request and at first things were very sweet. We just talked and drank in a bear hug position, in brackets on the bed, and she did say that she wasn't planning on fucking me that night since the topic was getting sexual, which of course means she is definitely planning on fucking him that night if he, if he can show a certain level of... <laughs> Could you guys hear that? That was bloody loud. Like, if that was loud for me, that must have been... You guys must have been heard that. Jesus. What was I say there? If he can show a certain level of masculine frame and masculine execution, then, of course, she would be open to that. Uh, I love it when girls say that. It's, a, it's, it's essentially a test. When a girl says to you, I'm, listen, I'm not fucking you tonight. I'm not playing on fucking you tonight. That's a direct test. That is a direct test to see, show me what you got. Mr. Nice Guys would hear that and go, no, fuck. You know, they just give up straight away. Uh, which, of course, would disappoint her far more. So, moving on. He goes on to say, topics were getting sexual. She also held herself back from kissing me on multiple occasions. The tension and fire had been building, but she just wouldn't let go. So I decided to change the atmosphere. When she got up to use the bathroom, I turned off the lights so that the only illumination coming into the room was from a lamp post outside, barely peeking through the shades. When she came back in, I closed the door, put her arms around my neck and grabbed her by the waist. She pulls me in and starts making out of me. Then we move on to the bed. Sensually kissing and feeling each other. Hands in each other's hair, biting ears, pushing and pulling as we roll around on the bed. Okay, and just picking up. When we come up for air, I unbutton my shirt and take off my pants from the heat. And as I lay down to breathe, she mounts to start grinding on my crotch. We're egging each other on now, so I flip her over to mount her, and she asks if I have a condom, so I oblige, but as soon as I turn back around, she pulls my cock out and starts stroking and sucking on it. Once she backs away, and I say I'm putting the condom on, she says, no don't, how's your edging game? I just smile as I pull her pants off, and she's using her saliva to make her pussy more wet. I go all the way in on the first stroke as I hear her gasp for air. Her legs outstretched and then wrapping around as I increase the rhythm. We go like this until she manages to say, I can't, I'm too sore. 
So I slow back down until she can breathe properly. And she tells me to lay down so she can suck me off. And then she goes to town on my pipe, double-handing, spitting, deep-throating, and asking me to tell her how I like it. Which I could barely respond because of how much I was feeling all at once. Eventually she tires out, and then we wrestle a bit as she starts saying, She hates me for not coming in a cheeky, exhausted way. Sorry, the message got chopped there. Let me move on to that. I'll get that again. Eventually she tires out and then we wrestle a bit as she starts saying she hates me for not coming in a cheeky exhausted way. And we chill out for a bit as we start talking more now. And then we take turns back massaging each other. Eventually though, we get back into the position of her grinding on top of me. But now we're choking each other. And she's reiterating that she hates me with a smile while all of this is happening. And as I get rock hard again, I pin her down and she says, If you want to fuck me, you better beat the shit out of me. So I tie her legs up with her pants and grab her by the hair as I fuck her into the wall. But then she looks up at me and says, hit me. And then says it again, hit me, before slapping me across the face and I don't even flinch. But she iterates, reiterates that she wants me to beat her. And I just have this visceral feeling of being afraid that I'll hurt her. But I don't say anything. And I channel my emotions into fucking her hard enough that she can't speak until she's too sore and begs me to stop. Shit. (laughs) So good. So good. Stay with me here, my friends. So, I channel my emotions into fucking her hard enough that she can't speak until she's too sore and begs me to stop. She tries again to make me come, but between the breath control and intensity, I stop short once again. Dot, dot, dot. I just realized how long this is getting all the details. To speed things up, we de-escalate into sweet mode where we gently kiss and hold each other as we crack jokes and just talk. And then she says, you can hit me, you know. It's okay. It's just sexual role play. Before jokingly saying, if you don't beat the shit out of me next time, you're not seeing me again. I joke back at her. You said next time. Dot, 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 dot. So I have not addressed my hesitation with her up to this point. I think that right now, I'm a 6 out of 10 on striking her. Even with choking or restraining, I rarely ever use my full strength or put my body weight into it. The fear of hurting this person overwhelms me. At the same time, I do derive pleasure in rough play and want to honour that level of sexual trust between us. Yes, sir. What a story. Yes. All right. That is some intensity. Fuck. I really got into that myself. Summary. Let's go. And actually, just before I do hit the summary, W's just come in the live chat saying, I don't know about beat the shit out of compared to being really rough. Did he have a safe word? So W, we're going to get to that. We're going to get into that as we get into this now, as we start to break this story down, as we start to go into where mistakes were made, where red flags were made, understanding the psychology of sexual power and the game being played. We'll get to that. The difference between what beat the shit out, or what not even the difference, what beat the shit out actually means, because that's actually his biggest mistake. 
By the way, guys, if it's, is it getting ridiculously dark in here? What a fucking story. What a fucking story. It's getting, it's getting a bit dark. Just chotto, chotto. Hope that made it a bit brighter. Holy shit, dude. Okay, so let's just get a summary on that because that's a lot of detail. That's a lot of intensity for us to try and understand here in just a moment. So get my head wrapped around it. By the way, this is really fresh for me as well. I haven't had a whole week to dive into this. I've really only had about a day, about a day since he sent this. So I forgot to mention at the beginning that she's an absolute teed. For those who don't know what a teed is, a very attractive, very attractive Asian girl. Where does teed come from? Short for TD, TD, Tokyo Drift, hot Asian girls in Tokyo Drift. It's, it's a backstory. It's, it goes along back. Teed, attractive Asian girl. So he finds her very, very sexually attractive. And she's a lot older. He's 21, about to turn 22. I want to keep these things in play. I think we always need to keep this grounded in the... So keep us grounded in the context of where they are in each other's lives. Because what she requested of him is something that is something he's never experienced before. So let's just get the recap on that. She's playing hard to get to begin with. She's a little unnerved to begin with. A little bit cold on the sexual energy spectrum. A little bit closer towards Ice Turtle Shell at the beginning of the date. But he, X, about to say his name, X did a great job of managing the sexual pace that would allow her to build trust and know that, hey, actually, this guy is something that I could dive a little bit more into to get back to her place, his place, I think, his place. Increases the sexual tension, lights go off. It's very hot to begin with that it wasn't, if you remember, the, if you just go through that story, it wasn't like there was just a little bit of sweet, gentle caressing to begin with. They were rolling around, biting each other, pulling hair right from the get. So it was pretty intense to begin with and just only got more intense from there. Uh, raw dog from the beginning as well, which is when you know that she's, she knows what she's looking for. If she knows what she's looking for, she doesn't need you to wear a condom to begin with. We can get into the sexual health ramifications later. We're not going to get into that in today's, probably not in today's story. But if you guys want to know more about that, just ask me in the chat, in the chat box whether that's recommended or not. But what I say is this, is that uh, when it's on, it's on. So she knows what she wants. We're getting that idea from the beginning. It was very intense in terms of, I want to say this, while X came at me saying that I'm not comfortable with sexual striking, but I am comfortable with rough play. I think he's on with that. I, I don't disagree with that, X. I think that what you demonstrated in that initial first part with her was on point. I think you did really well. I want to say this from the beginning because I'm going to flame you for the rest of the session, but I want to say this at the beginning that I think you did very well considering your past trauma. Now, she doesn't know his past trauma. She doesn't know what he's been through with his past ex, nor should it really matter to her. Even if she did know, somehow, it still shouldn't matter. That's his work to do. And I'm going to pause that there because that's probably going to be more of a summary point at the end of the podcast. But she doesn't know, say to, to say the least, that there was an experience with his ex that's made him pretty gun-shy towards the, da- the absolute badlands. I'm talking about sexual badlands, the absolute dark power of what could be experienced between you two sexually. So he did extremely well. And X, I think you did very well to put that to the side until you got pushed to your limit. We found where your red line was, but you did very well up to there. Uh, the fact that you were... Actually, let me just get... Let me go back up in this. The fact that you were going into the raw dog from the beginning, you're stretching the legs out, wrapping around, going to the rhythm, that you were choking each other. You did say at the beginning that you were choking each other. I don't know to what extent, but you said to me that you never go 
but there was some wrestling, there was some choking. You were being pretty rough about it. And then we get into the actual red moment or the red flag moment, and we'll get to that in a second. So, yeah, I just want to get my head wrapped around that. There was the moment where she said, I want you to beat the shit out of me, and he did a certain action that ran away. That actually ran away from that moment. Now, I just want to, where are we going to, hmm, hmm. Where shall we begin? Let's just take it straight from the top then. Let's just go right from that moment. Especially if those two are watching this right now. Okay. So, come in with me here for a second. They'd already been fucking for a little bit. They'd already been pretty cheeky. She was already exhausted to a certain degree. Says that she hates me for not coming in a cheeky, exhausted way. They chill out for a little bit, start massaging each other's backs. We get back into the position of her grinding on top of me, but now we're choking each other and she's reiterating that she hates me with a smile. I get rock hard again. I pin her down. This is the moment. So dial in for this. As I get rock hard again, I pin her down and she says, if you want to fuck me, you better beat the shit out of me. So I tie her legs up with her pants and grab her by the hair as I fuck her into the wall. But then she looks up at me and says, hit me. And then says it again hit me before slapping me across the face and I don't even flinch. But she iterates that she wants me to beat her. And I have this visceral feeling of being afraid that I'll hurt her. But I don't say anything and channel my emotions into fucking her hard enough that she can't speak until she's too sore. So there's two, there's two red flags there. There's two things I want to break down. We'll go through it piece by piece. If you guys are here in the live chat right now and you want to get engaged in this session, I'll throw this question to you right from the bat, but I really want to kind of roll through this in a really hot pace. So... In what I just read out, when she asked him if you want to, well, not even asked, stated to him, if you want to fuck me, you better beat the shit out of me. His response to tie her legs up, grab her by the hair, and just drill her. Slam his cock into her pussy and drill her into the wall. What was the mistake there? What was, when I dropped a word before saying run away, he ran away. How did he run away? Why was that a mistake for him to do what he did? I'm going to give you guys that question, but at the same time, I'm going to roll into it right now because I don't know if you guys are going to be able to come into that too quickly. Please do. If you're here in the live chat, please give me your best answers and I'll happily read them out, but I'm just going to roll through it. So X, this is where we get into the really foundation of this podcast, which is what sexual power is. Sexual power in sexual play is. The fundamental mistake you made was that you misinterpreted what beat the shit out of me actually meant because of your past trauma it's totally understandable because of what happened with your ex it totally makes sense that when she said beat the shit out of me and using that word particularly beat you got flashback you got triggered and that you don't want to see tears you don't want to see a relationship broken because you went too far because you went too far in the past so of course you're going to run away you're going to make a lateral move you're not going to make a vertical move You're not going to give her what she actually asked for. The mistake, though, was in thinking that what she asked for was a collapsed jaw, a caved cheek, and a split lip. When we start to dive into the badlands of sexual play, very few women ask for what I just said. Very few women want the collapsed jaw, caved cheekbones, black eyes, and to rock up to work with a split lip. You're talking about one percenters of one percenters that have been through ridiculous prehistory trauma that all their lives they have just been abused and that now they can only get off 
on that, but that is the nichest of nichest. It's like not even nine out of 10. It's like 0.1%. I've never met a woman like that. Never. In 10 plus years of practicing social cold dynamics, never met a woman that actually wanted to get burnt by the fire, that actually wanted to get drowned by the swell, that actually wanted to feel the full weight of the hammer. But that's how you interpreted it. When she said, I want you to beat the shit out of me, you felt, oh shit, she actually wants me to hurt her. Let's go back to the first question. This is why I thought this was so important to get back to. What was your actual question next? You said, I want to know the best way to strike slash fight a sexual partner. Then and there's your mistake. That's where your mentality is off X. She wasn't asking you to fight her. She wasn't even asking you to strike with intent to hurt. When she says, I want you to beat the shit out of me, the word beat, take that out and put in power. I want you to be with me here right now, be in that moment where you were pinning her down. You're on top of her, body to body, naked. You feel your cock grinding up against her. You're looking her deep into her eyes and she says back to you, if you want to fuck me, you better beat the shit out of me. Now, take the word beat and replace it with power. If you want to fuck me, you better power the shit out of me. She's not actually asking you to collapse her jaw. She's not actually asking you to give her a black eye. That's how you interpreted it. So what did you do? You ran away. By tying up her legs and grabbing by the hair and continuing to fuck her. Even after she gave you a direct example of how she wanted to be powered. She slapped you. She slapped you twice, actually. And she even definitively exclaimed to you, hit me twice. So now we have a direct representation for her of how she wants to be powered. It's not that restraining her legs is necessarily, in general, a bad move. I'm not arguing with that. It's not listening to what she asked for. She asked for a direct physical overpowering from, and more so than, now, now let me pause there, because now we're, going about to, we're about to go into tactics. I was about to go into the tactics of how you would then go and do that. But actually, there's something far more important than that. If, if you're understanding, X, that when she says, I want you to beat the shit out of me if you want to fuck me, if you're understanding that, okay, it's not that she actually wants me to fight her or to cause physical damage, at least in the way that I'm thinking of it, then what is she actually asking for? I said the word power. What does that mean though? What is sexual power? She is sexually aroused by the idea of the power, not the power itself. As all human beings, we're curious. We want to touch. Any of us see an open flame, we want to touch it. From the moment you're a kid, I want to touch it. Why? How hot is it? How close can I get to it before I get burnt? Very few people will stick their entire hand in and ask for a third degree burn. All of us will want to touch though. Sexual appetite is what we're talking about now. How much she wants to be touched, how much she wants to touch the fire, will tell you how much she is on the sexual appetite. The girl that you're, or the woman I should say you're dealing with, has a very intense sexual appetite. She actually sounds very similar to me. She slapped you. Yes, she wants you to slap back. 
That's very literal. It's very easy to pick up, which you didn't do. Part one, point one, please understand, she doesn't want you to slap her to the point of unconsciousness. She doesn't want to slap, she doesn't want you to slap her to the point of a black eye or broken teeth. She doesn't want a backhand of a knuckle to the point where she got a broken nose. That's part one because that's the seeds of your trauma. Part two, though, is well, then what is it then? The idea that you would dominate her. The idea that you could collapse her jaw. The idea that you could split the lip, give the black eye to overpower her to the degree in which that she could do nothing. That is what is sexually arousing. The sexual arousal is not in the power itself, but the idea of what you could do. Big mistake that you made here. So if you can understand that. Now, by the way, that's not to don't get confused with. Also, does that mean I can just talk? Talk about what kind of things I could do to her? No, no, no. Like I said, we need to touch. Everyone needs to touch. So this is where we can get into tactics now of how that we would use the graduation of sexual power. Physically, let's go with the, the slap example. X, if you're listening to this, the next question you think I'm going to ask is, okay, so how would I introduce a slap at the lowest level, physical badlands at the lowest level? That's probably what you're thinking that I'm going to ask you, but it's actually not. It's important. We will get to that. But what is actually most important is what happens before that. I can give you all the sexual tactics in the world to start getting into sexual violence and start becoming very dominant and to give her the power that she wants. But if you haven't made the psychological flip in your mind and that you haven't opened a certain box in your mind, unlocked a certain box that switches your mindset to say, okay, we're going to Badlands here. None of it matters. Last week, I went into how to choke a girl properly. But if you don't have the mindset to do it properly, it doesn't matter. You can know it all day. So what needs to change in your mind? When And I want you to just visualize if you're watching this with her, fucking get her in this position now if you want, or just listen to this first, then do it after. When you're on top of her, laying on top of her, her legs wrapped around you, you're both naked, you look into her eyes, she says, if you want to fuck me, you better beat the shit out of me. You better beat the shit out of me. Your response should not be to then go and slap her. Should not be to do anything physical. Your response should be to let her know what she's getting into. A psychological flip, a switch in mindset. Because when she says, if you want to fuck me, you better beat the shit out of me, that's her testing. That's her touching the flame going, hmm, what's she going to do about it? What's she going to do? Your first response to when a woman signals for dark sexual play, the badlands of sexual play, is to take back control psychologically because that is what she's asking for. So if I am you in that situation and I'm there on top of her, whether I'm inside her or not, probably am, probably got my cock inside her pussy, legs wrapped around me and I'm looking dead into her eyes and she gives me that first signal of, you want to fuck me? Be a better beat the shit out of me. I'm immediately going to grab a key out of my back pocket and open up that dark box. The key very simply is me leaning deeply into her, which pushes me, my dick, deeper into her. And I slide down by the side of her head and whisper in her ear. You don't know what you're asking for. 
you don't know what you're asking for. Everything needs to change. When you open up the box of dark sexual play, of the Badlands, everything about you should change. It's not to say that you haven't been rough before, that you haven't been fucking fucking around before, but it sure has been fun. I'm sure it's been fun before. The fun stops now. When a girl signals and a woman signals, I want it bad. I want it hard and bad, not just hard and good, but hard and bad. Then you need to completely flip the mindset psychologically. You need to do it for you first. That's part for you. That's your 50. You need to do it for you because you're not going to be able to slap her, spank her, do extremely unspeakable things that society would shave you for outside of your bedroom. You would not be able to do those things if you don't make the shift mentally, but also because now the game's begun, that she's asked you to dominate. She's asked you to be the hammer, asking you to swing at the hammer. So first off, she needs a psychological putting back in her place. And everyone girl says to me, so what are you going to do about it? Who do you think you are? Oh, you think you're fucking me good now? Anything that she says, that's a test. You want to, as she said to you, you want to, you want to keep fucking me? You better beat the shit out of me. First thing, switch it for yourself. Slow yourself down. Take a moment. Pause. Breathe. Recognize the signal. She's asking for the badlands. Start at the lowest point. Psychological shift. I'm going to let her know. Now, the letting of her know. I'll tell you how I do it. What feels best for me, which is you don't know what you're asking for. My voice changes. goes an extra level deeper. It's very flat. It's kind of sinister in a way. It's what she's asking for. You can phrase that in a million ways. It's the energy. I don't want you to take lines. I want you to take the structure of what's happening there. You're shifting your, your energy. You're shifting your psychology. You're letting her know that she doesn't know what she's asking for. What does that infer? It infers that there's a depth of power and fire and swell that could completely consume her that she knows nothing of. And that's what arouses her most. What arouses her most is that I want that. Now show me some of it. She definitely doesn't want all of it, which is what's going to help you to actually go into it. Just knowing that she doesn't need the full weight of the hammer. She doesn't need a third degree burn and she doesn't need to get drowned by the swell, but she definitely needs to taste it because that's what's most interesting, most arousing. Please come up with your own. Please feel it within yourself. Many other ways of saying it, you know, anything that would convey what I just described. But this is the shift mentally and psychological power. Don't know what you're asking for. Don't know what you're getting into. Are you sure? Just after a long, silent pause. Are you sure? Anything can come in those lines. So we would then look to her response, Mr. X. If it's this girl... I could almost predict her response. If I, if I was there with her, and I said, you don't know what you're asking for. Not only as I did that, as I penetrated my cock deeper into her and also brought my arms up around the back of her head. So full body weight, arms, she's basically got her head pushed to the side because of how tightly I'm gripping her. And I just say like that, you don't know what you're asking for. She's going to squeak out, try me. Show me. Oh, you think so? She's going to come back with a little bit of chop. I can tell this is this type of girl because that's what she's asked for. 
Now, this is where the graduation of sexual power physically comes in, okay? But it's very important, and we'll get to that in a second. Let me take a pause here. But it's very important that you make that psychological shift. We will talk about how, for those of you who are like W or nice smack, someone said before, what if you're really sucking in confidence? You're low confidence and, hey, Adam, that's just not me. It's like, I just don't have that in me. You can cultivate that. We'll get to that towards the end of the podcast, how to cultivate that psychological shift. Especially if you're a soft shell crab or you're a, you're a sexually plain vanilla, uh, that's going to be very foreign to make that shift into the badlands. We'll get to that later. This is just, this is just the beginning. Okay, so in, and we've got to break down why you tying a, or we'll get into it now actually, the tying of the legs. So let me, we always want to ground this in the story. So let me just come back to the story here for a second. It's a long story. Here we go. So after she had slapped him in the face twice, asking him to hit her, he had wrapped, have I got to do? I tied her legs up with her pants, grabbed her by the hair and fucked her into the wall. Yeah, and that's when they hit me again and the slaps came. So let me actually just break that down in that one moment. So X, can you see now where the huge mistake was? Let's just make sure we get that 100%. That tying her up, tying her legs up, at another time, that's fine. But in that moment, we need a shift mentally. Hopefully you understand that. Now, let's get into what you actually should have done. So if you had taken control from the beginning, she wouldn't have needed to slap you. She may still have, or at least attempted to, but actually, depending on, or not even depending, what we're about to go into would probably render her unable to slap you. The reason why she slapped you is because you had been showing her the beast all along. From the moment you guys had started sexual play, it wasn't vanilla. You guys were already roughhousing. You're already pulling and biting at each other. You're already fucking her silly into the point that she was sore. She was sucking you dry to the point in which that you were... I'm sure reaching levels of transcendence. There were things going on before that. And that's why this has just been a nice steady roller coaster of heat building up within her. So it's perfectly well-timed on her part to request the Badlands if that's what she has dwelling inside of her. As she makes the request, if you were to go first into letting her know what she's about to get into, the slap is most likely not going to come from her. Pause. What would you do then if the slap doesn't come? If the slap doesn't come, and the reason why I'm saying the slap doesn't come is because of where I am. When we make that psychological shift, it's not like I'm just sitting up on the bed, just saying, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're getting into. Where was I? I have my entire body weight pressed onto her. I have both my arms around the back of her neck as she's lying on her back. I'm lying on top of her, cocks inside her. I'm down by the side of her ear, pushing her neck to its pretty much craned and just whispering here. You don't know what you're asking for. She's already being dominated. So I'm already giving her a physical sign that I recognize your signal. I recognize that you're asking for sexual violence. And she's already in a position of which that, when I talked before about being controlled, I talked before about the idea of being overpowered. That's the most sexually arousing thing. So in that position, she can't slap me even if she wanted to, but that's the whole point. 
from this point on, she will be controlled and dominated and that she will be asked to let go completely, which she's already been quite well rollercoastered up. So now we talk to the graduation because you want to know about the actual striking now, the actual hit. We always test the revs at the lowest thing possible. Just talked about this last week, graduation of physical touch, always start the lowest thing possible. Whereas last week we were talking about physical touch in terms of just on the first date, like not sexually. Today we're going to be talking about the lowest point of sexual power, which is actually going to start at 50%. So it's not going to be a pattern on the head. So if you're in that position, stay with me here, X. If you're in that position, always test at what you think she can handle at 50. Whatever you think her 100 is, give her 50. Start the revs low because you never know. Some women talk a big game. When she says, hey, if you want to keep fucking me, you better beat the shit out of me. She might be just talking a little uh, little jersey there. Right? She might be putting a little too much sauce on it and you don't want to overstep it for sure. So give her half of what you think she can take. Best way to start is always with choke. Now, the way that you said you'd been choking before, the way that I know it wasn't the way that I'll be choking is because if you had been choking the way that I'll be choking, she would not be requesting that you beat the shit out of her. The reason why she's requesting the the beating of the shit out of her is because you have not yet displayed that level of dominance and control and power, which she desires. However, when you do choke a woman, it's not to be taken lightly. It's not to be done shortly. It's not to be half-assed. So if I'm in that position and we've both got both hands around the back of her neck, laying on top of her, cocks inside her, and we stop, we're going to make this start now. All right? And she gives me that signal. So you don't, know, you don't know what you're asking for. You don't know what you're asking for. And she goes, try me. I'm going to lean back up. One hand to the side. One hand's wrapped around. Come in for the first choke. Now, this is assuming that she hasn't slapped us at all which is different in the story because we can't take your story because that would only be reverse engineering bullshit, reverse engineering mistakes. Let's start the story right from the beginning. We're going to go into the choke. However, you say that you never put your full body weight into it. That you, And what that means to me is that you never brought her to the point of unconsciousness or you never brought her to the point of which that she can't take anymore, which is exactly what she wants. The reason why choke is the first place to start when testing the Badlands, and now I'm talking in generalities, we'll get more specific later on, but just in general, for those of you, the rest of you listening, the best place to start with choke is because choke is not going to result in a collapsed jaw or anything broken. The worst that's going to happen with a choke is that they fall unconscious for a few seconds and then they wake back up, All right? especially if you do it correctly. They're going to choke a little bit. They might get coughed up on some saliva. That's the most that's going to happen, okay? So it's a very safe, in quotes, place to start the Badlands. I went through the demo of how to choke a woman last week. I'll give you a short one just now in case some of you have come in for it here. But particularly in the position that we're talking about that X was in, you're lying on top of her and you've got one arm wrapped around. And so basically she's lying flat on her back. You're on top of her. You've got one arm underneath her neck. And you're going to start with driving... At the base of her neck, one hand in, elbow from the top. Now use my own hand here. Elbow from the top, squeezing from the bottom of the neck all the way up. That pushes her chin to the sky. You give her half of what you think she can take. But when we choke, we hold and we massage out. It is not a quick end. The mistake is to just slap on and to squeeze. Incorrect. Start high. Elbow high, drive 
your entire shoulder, your entire body into her neck. Squeeze, hold it. Three, four seconds. Feel her neck squirm underneath it. Pay attention to her eyes. What do her eyes do? Do they roll back? Does she let out of a gasp? Does she try to? Does her body quiver? Just observe what happens. At this level of intensity, 50% of what she can take, what happens? Pull it out as slow as you can. Pull the massage down. What does that do? It allows the blood and the oxygen to flow back in. Gives her that sense of euphoria. It gives her that rush. It's an incredible rush. Keep increasing every single time. She can take 50. That's fine. Go up again. 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, depending on how she progresses. With this girl particularly, based on the way that she's talking, the fact that she was willing to slap you, I can pretty much conjecture, more than conjecture, that I'd probably, after the first 50, what I 50% of what I think she can take, I'm probably going to dial her right up to 90 or 100 straight after that. When you give her 90 or 100, you're going to need to get fully on top, right? And you're still going to, I'm still going to be fucking her at the same time. But I'm going to get fully on top, and this is probably going to be a double hand. If I'm in missionary, if we're in missionary, missionary position, right? She's going to have her legs wrapped around me. I'm going to be driving deep into her, and I'm going to time my drive of my cock into her in the timing of a double neck choke, double handed choke. Now, with double handed choke, you can very much break someone's windpipe. If you put your entire body weight into it, you can crack a windpipe doing that. So, what's most important when doing this is use a butterfly like grip. Thumbs intersect like that, just like you're doing kind of fairy hands almost in a way, so that the pressure falls on the carotid arteries and not on the esophagus and not on the windpipe. The way that you know you hit her windpipe is if the moment you start it, she goes, and she can't breathe. If you hit the arteries, she she won't have any of that response. It means that you haven't cut out the oxygen. That should come a little bit later on. So you start with that and you put both hands in and you drive in. Most important, keeping your body on top, driving the entire body the whole way through. Throughout this entire process here, you just gauge how she responds. She needs more, she needs more. If she needs less, back it up. That's all it is, okay? When both hands come in like that, I'm going to keep playing the story as if I'm with the girl that you're describing. So based on what you've told me about her, she's probably going to be able to handle a double, double-handed, full body weight, Cox Insider, double-handed, choke to the point of near unconsciousness i feel like that's the type of woman that she is right and the way that you can tell that someone's about to go unconscious is that yes their eyes will start to glaze they'll start to roll back however they will inherently tap they will inherently tap they will give you a signal they will grab your wrist and they'll start shaking it one thing that I always tell a woman to do is to just hold my wrists and hold my hands if they've never been choked before but if she's experienced with it she'll know However, what's most important here, X, and this is something that you're going to need to overcome, overcome, is that you need to, with a choke particularly, we'll move on to slaps, we'll move on to spanking in a second, you need to show her the depth of power because she's not actually asked for you to bring her to the point of unconsciousness. What she needs to feel is that you could do that. So, one moment past her limit once you've warmed up into it just take her there with a choke the choke is the least damage and harm causing to take someone beyond their red line push them into the red line you hold that in you push your entire body into her neck entire body weight you're on top of her making sure you're not crushing the windpipe but you're just going straight around the side of the neck so that you're cutting off all the blood to the brain cocks inside her 
you feel her shaking and you get that first response from her that this is too much. Just the first response. It's going to be a tap on the hand. You're going to see her eyes will change as well. Her eyes will dilate huge just to intake. Right? She'll give you that signal. This is too much. What she wants to feel is one second beyond. That's all. All you have to do is hold it one second beyond. Just when they give that tap. Because psychologically for people is that they give up way too early. We all give up in terms of self-preservation. We all have a self-preservation mechanism within us. It's just hardwired biology that we will tap and we will give up beyond the point to save ourselves. Because well, she could actually probably take another five to 10 seconds past the point of which she thought she was at her max. She doesn't know that. That's her hardwired biology. So you know that when someone taps, they've probably got another 20% in the tank. They've probably got another one to, in her example, five, six, five at the minimum seconds, maybe 10 at the maximum. So give her a little bit more. Now, what is she actually getting there? Is it, is it the extra choke that she's getting and that's why she's going to get aroused by that? No. What she's going to get aroused by is the fact that she couldn't do anything about it. And therein lies the magic. And we can now apply this principle to every other sexual movement you will do. That she couldn't do anything about it. When she says, I want you to beat the shit out of me, take the word beat out, put power in. I want you to power the shit out of me. Show me that I can't do anything. Show me your strength. Show me the depth of the fire. Show me the grip. Show me the swell. Show me how heavy the hammer can be. I'll let you know is what she doesn't put on the end of the sentence. Most girls will. Girls that are not as sexually aggressive as this woman is will put on the end of the sentence, but it's okay because I'll let you know when I've had enough. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) And I'm sure if Jen is listening to this, she doesn't want to say that. On the scale of sexual appetite, from zero being sexually plain, vanilla, 10 being sexually filthy, roasted macadamia, she sounds like a straight 10, maybe a, a nine at the least. So am I. I can relate to her. I don't want her to tell me when enough's enough. I will decide when enough's enough. You feeling me, X? You feeling me? If she's put the trust in you to do this to her, to put the request to you for sexual violence, you better beat the shit out of me if you want to fuck me. Slapped you twice, showing a direct example of how she wants to be done. And we'll get to the slapping in a second. We can safely say that she will let you know when she's had enough, but that's not the game. The game isn't to see how long she can last against a choke or to see how much she can take of being slapped. That's not the game. The game is X, show me your power. I get turned on by a masculine power. Hopefully you can understand that. So let's move on from there. Let me take you through because now you're probably wondering, now that I've given you how it should have started, switch in mental psychology, now moving into testing the revs, starting at the lowest point, which is just half of what you think she can take, go for the choke. If you choke her correctly though, she should be point brought to the point of near unconsciousness. As I said in last week's uh, X-rated story of Anna, do you remember that story, X? She glazed over. Not only did she got, get so wet down there when I went to go uh, finger her out afterwards, this was in a public garden next to the wedding, wedding ceremony going on on our first date, 
after I had choked her, she was glazed over in a psychological trance. She was in a sexual trance. She completely lost all sense of where she was in the world. Not only because of the ramifications of being deprived of blood and oxygen, but because of how aroused she got by it, hence why she was so wet afterwards. If you do it correctly, she will need recovery time. If you choke her correctly, she will need recovery time. If Now, because I'm very aware that Jenna is going to listen to this at some point, or if not, is now. If it's me and you, Jenna, I'm not going to stay at double-handed with you. In order to bring you to the point of which that you need recovery time, while I'm fucking you, while my cock's inside you, it's not going to stay at double length, double ten, double hands, because that's not the most powerful choke. That's what I've given X here because it's something I know he can do without any training. What I'm going to do with you is that I'm going to get body to body, head down by yours, slide one hand underneath, down on the back, so that your neck, if she's on her back, is under is supported by my arm in the cradle of my bicep and elbow. I'm going to lay my other arm in connection on top of her neck. So as if, if you guys are on the podcast, you're just going to have to watch this. It's known as an Ezekiel choke. All you have to do is just go onto YouTube and search it up. But it's an abbreviated Ezekiel choke. It's not in the correct angle, but it's close enough. So one hand is underneath her neck. One arm is underneath her neck, kind of supporting like a board, if you will. The other hand is going to lie directly on top, going over the top. I'm going to grab my own elbows. It's effectively like grabbing my own elbows, but there's going to be a neck in between there. Her neck in between there. Because of the degree of what sexual violence she's requested and the idea that, she, especially if she uses the word beat, if I'm really there with you, Jen, and I'm going to put myself into this scenario, if I'm really there with you and we're having sex and we've just had a good bit of fucking around and you said to me, if you want to keep fucking me, you better beat the shit out of me, then you know you're requesting the 100. So I've given you, you don't know what you're asking for. You've signaled off. You've checked off for me by saying, try me. I'm going to put you straight into an Ezekiel choke, which is a totally different world. It's a totally different world because not only am I literally in your ear, not only am I literally body to body with you, it means I can talk to you while it's happening. Right? Double-handed choke, I've got to be postured up for that. This is a very, on a different level of control because not only am I deeply penetrating into your pussy, you can feel all the heat, all the weight of my body, but also your neck is being clamped between two forearms and I have complete dictation and control of that. Now, what's going to happen is that as I'm there by your ear, Jenna, and X, if you listen to this, please pay attention. I'm not going to go silent on her because she's been a bad girl. She's been a real bad girl. It was a mistake for her to ask for me to give her the hammer. It was a mistake that she asked for sexual violence. It was a mistake that she wanted to see how hot the fire could get. That's the mentality of those who are dominating. Those who are dominating are punishing. If you are dominating someone, if you are controlling someone and they've signaled off for that, you need to switch your mindset to this is now you're mastering them. I am going to master you here. I'm going to punish you for what you've asked for here because you don't get away with this little girl. You didn't get away with this. You've been a bad girl. So while I'm applying a choke that is intended to kill her, very technical, very technical choke intended to kill her, 100% efficiency. At the same time, I'm going to let her know I'm being her ear. You asked for this. Squeeze harder. She squeaks. 
I thought you wanted this. You never asked for this again. You feel my cock inside you? Can't do anything about it. Move. Move. Squeeze tighter. Apply the choke harder. And Jenna, why aren't you moving? Get up. Get up. The talk while you're applying the choke or any form of sexual play needs to convey the master to subject, dominated to dominated, the depth of power. The power is, remember, the power is only an idea. While, yes, I could completely in this position render her unconscious and choke past the point of unconscious, typically it takes 10 seconds. Once she's gone past the point of unconsciousness, if I hold that choke for 10 more seconds, she will be dead. 100% she will be dead. Deprive the brain of the oxygen for that long, she will die. But that's not what she's interested in. She just wants to know that I could do that. And even more so than I could do that, the chaining of power. This is what we're going to get into next. Oh boy. The chaining of power. So... This is where I'm going to go back to the slapping. We can introduce the slapping here. So if you guys are enjoying this session, we'll take a quick pause here. Drop a thumbs up on the video down below. Pop up in the chat, say hi. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to drop them in. We're rolling here on this extremely uh, intense sexually explicit story. But, and also, uh, X, hopefully you just got the, moon, the main nugget of what I just said was that when I say move, get up while you're choking her and fucking her at the same time, you need to stop her from doing that. Because she will fight. She will try. That's the game. She will squirm. She'll probably try and bite you. She'll probably try and yell back. She'll try and do something to incite you back. She's trying to egg it. Right? Expect the reaction. Expect it. And go harder. Right? It should be always met with, nope. Nope. No, you're not going anywhere. Move. Not going anywhere. That was the key nugget of when you're going in with that talk, just always in the psychology of it, the idea of power. <clears throat> okay, nice smack would come and saying nice. <laughs> okay, mate. So, yeah, let's move on here to the chaining of power. So this is where I'm going to reintroduce or we're going to go back to the slapping here. Because it seems that she, this particular girl, has a particular desire for being slapped based on her slapping you. We didn't know that uh, if we started right. We don't know that if we started right. However, let me flip script. Oh, we can take it both ways, actually. We can go from if you'd done it right from the beginning or if we can take it from your... Uh, do we take it from your example? Because your mistake, your example was broken and there's no point in reverse engineering something that's broken to begin with. Just want to start right. Let me just... just yeah, said hit me twice. I'm just going back through the story just quickly. Too sore. She's too sore. Begs me to stop. Tries to make me come again. Okay. Nah, nah. We're gonna take it from. We're gonna follow it on. So. Oh, but now I feel like I feel like I want to. Okay, I'll start with. It. I'll we'll address it very quickly, but then we'll get right back on board in terms of how it should have been done from the beginning. So, in your situation, X, if you get a direct representation that she wants you to slap, let's just apply the previous principles. Starting at 50%. If she says beat the shit out of him and she gives you and she goes to slap you and she gives you a slap, you slap her right back. If she slaps you, you slap her right back. You don't go down to tie your legs. You don't go down to do anything else. 
If she gives you a direct example, if she goes to choke you when she says, you need to beat the shit out of me, you choke right back. You take the direct signal of what she wanted. And the particular example of the slapping, 50% of what you think she can take, that's not going to cause blood. That's not going to cause anything. And what you're going to find out is where she wants her revs pushed. You give her a 50% slap. Listen, you slap your best friends at 50% and that's not going to cause any damage. I'll slap my best mate, right? That's what you do that with friends. But make sure that she can feel it, all right? Open hand in that position that you're in. But what's most important, X, is that while she does want to be slapped, is that all that she wants? No, it's not. As we've been in, let's get into the chain now. If I know that she wants to be slapped somehow, I need to move off your example here. But if I know somehow she wants to be slapped, either because she's already attempted to slap me, that's the best direct signal, or if I just get that feeling from her. Either way, I know that she wants to be slapped. Let's just take the example that she tried to slap me. I have this girl trying to do this all the time. It's great. You don't know what you're asking for. Let's take that as the first move. Let's reiterate here. You just had been fucking around. It's been cool. But then you're in that missionary position. You're lying on top of her, legs wrapped around you, your cock's inside her. She just slaps you out of nowhere. She goes, hey, lean forward. Slaps you. First response is what X? Flip the mentality. I'm going to grab both her hands, pin them up by the side of her head, look her straight in the damn eyes and say, do you even know what you're asking for? You don't know what you're asking for. Look for her response. The response is always the signal of I'm in or I'm out. When she senses the change in energy, I'm in or I'm out. You think you can do it? Show me your worst. Try me. Oh, yeah? What do you got? Okay, daddy. There's so many different ways that she can come out with a response in test. That's essentially her signing the contract saying, let's go. Come at me. You're going to posture back up, all right? Actually, if you can, if her wrists are small enough, depending on her, you can just pin both her hands with your one hand behind her head. Depends on your, depends on her body, of course. If you can't do that, I'm going to keep at least one hand pinned, all right? And actually, if anything, I want both hands restrained. So one hand's going to be pinned. I'm going to take her other hand and slide it underneath her back and just use her own body. And remember, my body's on top of hers. So I want to use our bodies to pin her other hand underneath her. So even if she wanted to stop me from slapping her, it's not going to happen. Okay, that gets done first. From here, standing up. I'm not standing up, rearing up. 50%. 50% on the face. On the side of the face. See how she responds. If she can handle 50%, when now I'm talking generalities, I'll apply it to Jenna in a second. If she can handle 50%, scale up in the revs. Next lap, 60. Next lap, 70. 80, 90 to see where she can t- tap out at. Because remember, a lot of girls talk a big game. They talk a big game. They don't know what it feels like actually to be slapped properly where they couldn't do anything about it. It's a different thing. Let's apply it to Jenna now. If I gave her that first lap of 50, which regardless of whether it's Jenna or not, it's always going to be a 50, what I think half of what she can take. I'd give her that first lap while she's both hands pinned, still cocks inside her, still penetrating hard. Give her that 50% slap. She's probably going to look back at me in that childish, devilish, fuck you eyes. You're in that. That wasn't fucking hard enough. I'm sure that's the way she's going to look back at you and me. So from that point on, I'll ask you the question now. Is it just that we increase the difficult, not difficulty, the power of the slap? Is that what she's asking for? When she says, fuck you, that's not hard enough. 
Is she asking you to hit her harder? Yes, but is it all of it? No. We need to chain movements together here. I didn't break this down last time. We're going to break it down now. When I go to slap her again, it's not just going to end at the slap, Jenna. I'm going to pull my cock out to the point of absolute tip. At the same time, driving deep into her, slapping her at at least 90 to the point where this is going to leave redness. It's not going to cause blood. It's not going to cause bruising, but it's definitely going to be leave her. You're going to, you know, when you get slapped hard, you feel like there are a thousand maracas shaking in your face. It feels like just, just lightning when you get slapped hard. Have you ever had a ball kicked into your face from short distance? That's what it feels like. She's going to feel that, but it's not going to stop there. The slap's going to come. I'm going to lead, lean down hard, heavy, press my body deep into her, cover her mouth. The hand that was previously pinning her hand down covers her mouth. Go down to the side of her ear, bite the ear, yell in her ear, or at least at the minimum. At the minimum is going to be extremely aggressive, but if not yell in her ear and go, you want me to slap you? And especially if she had just slapped you before. If she had just attempted to slap me before, it's going to be even more aggressive. So what's just happened here? It's gone through it very quickly, but it's all going to happen very quickly. It's going to be slap down to the mouth, close the mouth, into the side. Who the fuck do you think you are? You think you can slap me? Can you get away with slapping me? I'm saying if with a smile here, but when you're in the moment, I need to adjust for the moment. You're not going to get away with that. Mm-mm. Nope. What's just happened there in a moment is a chaining of three different power moves in which that, well, it's actually four. It's a pinning down or restraining of the hands. It's a slapping at extreme intensity, but more so what happens afterwards, that it didn't stop at the slap. That while all this is happening, you're still deep inside her and that you penetrated hard into her as you did this, that you come down and you cover her mouth so she can't breathe properly now. She can't breathe. She's been smothered by your body weight. Can't breathe. Can't breathe. She's struggling to breathe through her nose. She's obviously, her heart rate's going to be going through the roof. She's going to be trying to get as much oxygen in and then you're in her ear telling her that, no, you're a bad girl. That you're going to get dominated here and that this is not going to be over quickly. You asked for this, so I'm going to show you what it's like. X. When she slapped you, I don't even need to, I've got it in my memory. When she slapped you, what was your response? You didn't return with a slap, but you went away to something completely different. You tied up her legs, grabbed her by the hair, started fucking hard into the wall. That's all, really, that's all good stuff. It's all good stuff in general. Specifically not. Specifically, it's the last thing she wanted. She wanted your power. She wanted to taste the power. But power is not just a hard slap. I understand why you didn't give her the slap because you had a trigger moment of what happened in the past. Please correct that in your mind. She doesn't want you to slap her to the point of a black eye. Split lips. That's not what she wants. I'm never going to slap her to that, that point of uh, intensity because that's not what she's asking for. What she was asking for was complete domination and power. I want to feel your power. I want all the domination, which is why we chain movements together. Even when I gave you a direct specific example of how to choke her, it's not just slap on the neck and just squeeze. That's one movement. It's a complete pushing of body weight, sliding from the bottom to the up, holding, and then sliding all the way down. So even in micro, it's a chaining of movements just in choking her. But the choke doesn't stop there, or even with a slap, it wouldn't even stop there. In which that you might even, for example, if you had to go and if you, she wanted you to slap her and the next time you do slap her, put them together. 
because it's the overwhelming sense of when you are gripped by a swell that will drown you. When you are in a tide that is so strong, when the swell is so strong that you know that you're in trouble, when you just put your hand in a little too close to the fire and you did actually get burnt just a little bit, but it really showed, but you, but you survived. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, fuck. That was intense. That was intense. It's like you've ever been in the ocean and you get picked up by a monster wave that you didn't, you knew it was going to be rough. You knew it was going to be big, but you didn't realize how rough or how big. And you realize that I could have really hurt myself there. This could have been really dangerous. That's that little glimpse that she wants that you were completely out of control for a second there. Coming with a chaining of movements is an overwhelming of power because she can recover from a slap pretty quick. That's over and done with pretty quick. So she needs a lot more than that, especially if she's this type of girl. She needs a lot more than that. She needs a slap that comes in. She needs to have her oxygen restricted. She needs to have that oppressive, that oppressive power that stops her from doing what she wants to be able to do. Complete restriction in that sense. But then also the talk in the ear. The talk in the ear that goes, how dare you slap me? Never again. You're not going to do that again. Look for the response always. Let her play. When you're overwhelming someone with power, what happens after the wave crashes on the shore? Pulls back. The tide pulls back. After the extreme crashing of a wave, you feel that pull back. It's the push and pull. You push hard on her and you crash hard on her, slap her while pushing your cock into her, covering her mouth, going into her ear, saying, you're not going to get away with this. No, not to that. Not to that little lady. Give her a chance. Pull it out. Just like I said with the way that you choke her. We don't just hold the choke and let go. You crash her with energy. You overpower her. You overwhelm her with power. But then you pull it out nice and slow. Let her respond. Let her show you how it feels. That gives you the gauge for the next move. That gives you the gauge for what you could do next. If you keep overpowering and you never pull back to see how she responds... She would definitely get pleasure from it, but not nearly as much as she could. Why? Because she's not actually asking for physical sensation. Physical sensation is the byproduct. Psychological. She could, we could go do the same things. Go put her out in the public square. Go tie her up in fucking ropes in the public square. Do the exact same things to her. She'll probably cry. Why? Because the psychological context has changed. She's not getting a ride from being overpowered in that sense. In this sense, though, and that's actually a really good example. In this sense, though, play into the power. Let her respond. Let her show. Take the hand out just a little bit. Let her squeak out however she's feeling about it. And then you just, this is how the game just keeps playing back and forward. If she comes back at me after me slapping her, driving my cock into her, covering her mouth, stopping her from breathing, and telling her how much of a bad girl she is, how she's not getting away with slapping me ever again. And she's, this is not going to be over quickly. Just let her respond a little. If it's Jenna, I'm sure she's going to have a bit of energy. I'm sure she's going to chop back just a little bit. She's probably going to go. Fuck you. Fuck you. She would swear at me. She'd go, I hate you. I fucking hate you. Mr. Nice Guys will hear that and go, shit, did I overstep it? You're in the game here. She's going to say things that... Unless she gives you that real sense, I just want to walk a tight line here for those who are ultra sensitive. Because then you know, some of you might be thinking about what about when she actually wants you to stop? You can have safe words, but to be honest, 
Safe words are like, you should be so in tune with the energy of the person you're with that you don't need a safe word. Like, unless it's like you've got blaring, blaring music or the lights are completely off and you just, and you're on drugs, then definitely a safe word. But, or if you're like, you got those weird masks, maybe then, okay, or a signal of subcard. But in this scenario, you can just look into her eyes and you know when she's done, all right? If she comes back at you with energy, it's, it's literally you're attempting to break someone's will. You're attempting to show her that you didn't know what you're asking for. If she shows me even a glimmer in her eyes of that, I need more, give me more. It might come out in the words of, fuck you, fuck you, I hate you. Take that cock out of me. Get your cock out of me, right? You don't deserve to be inside me. She come at you aggressively, right? Good, good. And then so you respond to that, take a deep breath. All right, then go again. You can change the position, all right? From that position, if you wanted to change from there, we can just fast forward from there. You can completely pull out of her, right? Grab her, pinning her down by one hand with your entire body on top of her, flip her over, all right? If she doesn't already have a ponytail, ponytail her hair, okay? Ponytail her hair, and as depending on what she's attempting to do with her hands, some girls at this point, because they are completely letting go into the domination, will just let their hands go limp. Some girls might even try and fight back with their hands. If she does, you're going to have to... There have been some of my past girlfriends or past girls, not even girlfriends, but just girls that will attempt to fight me while we transition. That will attempt to slap me continuously while we get to change positioning that punch me, hit me, do anything that they can, all right? You're going to have to restrain during those moments. That's, I don't know if Jenna's going to do that. I don't know if she's that, don't know if she's that type of girl. Holy fuck, it is getting bright in here. Give me a sec. That's starting to come out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys, if that was burning your retina. Uh, All right, Ian. Yeah, some girls might, uh, might attempt to fight you during it if Jenna's going to do that. Well, I'm going to have to fight back. Because she's only fighting, she's only fighting because that's what she wants to egg you on with, test you, inflame you with. Typical, fucking typical. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's super overcast today. She's, she's egging on. When she fights back, she says, give me more, come at me more. Okay. So if I need to put her into, during that transition where I was on top of her, all right, and we did the slap, hand over the mouth, into her ear and I want to now flip her over and punish her from behind. If she tries to fight in between that, good. But I'm going to choke her out. I'm going to, and this is where you definitely need to know a bit of jujitsu. You definitely need to know how to put her in a rear naked choke. You definitely need to know how to physically restrain her. Okay. That's if you're with this level of girl. A lot of girls, a lot of girls won't do that until girlfriend stage, until they really trust you, where they actually feel comfortable to actually fight you. But there have been many times where during sex, the the girl that I was with, with not if she's a long term, even going back to my sixteen year old monogamous relationships, even th- that those girls try to fight me because I gave them the idea that it's okay, it's okay because I'm I want it, and we signed that mutual agreement at the beginning. If she tries to fight you, fight her back. Is all I'm saying. Anyways, we're back into this position now. So, what's another chaining of the movement that you could do from here, from behind? Okay, pressing her down by the back of her neck. If you wrapped up in the ponytail either tight on the back of the ponytail, right? Essentially pinning her head into the bed. That her head, her head couldn't move even if she wanted it to. Go from there. Down to the lower back. This is where your tying up the legs can come in a little bit more. 
You could tie up with the legs if you wanted to. For me personally, I'm probably not going to fuck around with it unless I, I mean, I've got handcuffs. Shut the. And more than the tying up, <laughs> my guys, for my friends on the podcast, uh, I just got the handcuffs out. I don't know if you can hear that. Even more so than the tying up of the legs with the pants, I'd highly recommend handcuffs, whether you want to get just the leather-based cuffs. These are, these are really intense ones that I actually just pissed up, picked up last weekend, but I've played around with others. These are really intense. These are very heavy handcuffs. Um, you could go and do that if you wanted to. However, sometimes you just in the heat of the moment and you can't, you can't be fucked going getting them. If you plan it in advance, fair enough. But if not, you don't need to. The restraining is not 100% necessary. So either, either way, I want to chain a movement here. Hand on the back of the neck, grinding. You can even, if, like, if you're not going to do it with the ponytail, at least choking her from the back. Choking her from the back of the neck. Okay? Hand slapping now. Spanking. Going to town. I know that you're averse with the striking X. But again, I'm not asking you to put on studded rings. I'm not asking you to draw blood. But especially with her butt, you can go to town. You can go to town. I was literally on the beach lot yesterday. I was on the beach yesterday. The girl I was with was it's a fucking open beach. It was too open, actually. She was sucking my dick. She was down on the side, side position, sucking my dick. She had a bikini top off. So she was top was on top and she had a bikini bottoms on. And her ass is so fat. And I was slapping the shit out of it to the point where definitely red, extremely red. And every single time she just moaned a little bit more. The harder it was, the more that she moaned, right? Especially in that area, girls can take a lot when it comes to that. They want a lot when it comes to that. Anything less than a sting is not going to cut it. So from here, start with the spanking, penetrate in, time it. But time things in a way in which that you go for extremely hard pumps. You pump the shit out of her. Right, sliding that cock deep in and out of the side of her, then go to spank. Then hand on the back of the neck, all at the same time if you want. Try and try train all three together, choking, spanking, penetration, all at the same time. But then make sure when you crash the wave, bring the tide back out. Listen for her response. She goes to that point, I'm sore, that's too much. Too much to sore. But you know that she's saying it. You know that it's not real. You know when you hear in her voice, you know when it's real, when it changes, when she really has had enough. But most of the time, if it's a girl like Jenna, she's probably going to say, if she wants more, she's going to say something very inflammatory back to you that eggs you back on. You think that was good enough? You think that was hard enough? Right? You think that's going to keep me in line? There's going to be something like that coming back at me. Right? Then you're just going to go harder and you're just going to keep playing this game over and over. You can do it in endless positions again and again to the point in which that uh, she really has had enough. Show her the power as much as you want, as much as she can take. If we take that pause now and we just step back out of 30,000 feet. The biggest mistake you made, X, was in misinterpreting what beat the shit out of me is. Can't handle this life today. Actually can't. She never wanted you to put her in hospital. You're kind-hearted. You did really well considering your past trauma. You did well to get up to the point that you did. You were pretty rough with it before that. It's just that you misinterpreted what is actually being transacted on, what is actually being requested from her when she says, beat the shit out of me. 
if if Jen is sitting there and actually saying, no, nah, actually, I did want to get put in hospital. Now, nah, actually, I did want my jaw collapsed, cheeks caved in, lip split. Then you can, we well, can't disregard anything I just said. Everything I said still applies. But then you can put her in the top 1% of all human beings in the world that would even request that. I'm pretty sure that's not Jenna. Like, I don't know her, but based on what she said in the story, it doesn't sound like her. It doesn't sound like her. So now I want to get to the end of your story. I just want to read out the rest of this and ground it in and see if there's anything we can piece out with. Piece it up with. There's a few more things I want to get to, actually. We ain't done yet. So after all this, you had de-escalated into sweet mode where you gently kiss, hold each other, crack jokes, and just talk. And she says, you can hit me, you know. It's okay. It's sexual role play. Before jokingly saying, if you don't beat the shit out of me next time, you're not seeing me again. And you joke by saying, you said next time. So inferring there is a next time. Right now, you're only 6 out of 10 on striking her, even with choking or restraining. I rarely use my full strength or put my body weight into it. The fear of hurting this person overwhelms me. At the same time, I do derive pleasure in rough play and want to honor that level of sexual trust between us. Sexual trust. I mentioned this for a second before. I think we can just make sure we get a nice highlight on this X. She wouldn't be asking for this if she didn't trust you. If she really thought that you were going to put her in hospital, she wouldn't. She would have left the room already, or she wouldn't engage this. It's very early on in your relationship. Remember as well, you guys have barely known each other. I don't know how long it took you to set up this date, but I wouldn't say any more than two weeks at the maximum. Probably a week and a half, I would guess. Maybe a week at the shortest. Maybe even less. I don't know. But she obviously sees something in you that is placing sexual trust and comfort in. We always talk about sexual trust in this podcast. If a woman's sexual appetite dictates that this is how I want it and I need it hard and bad, she wanted it hard and good for the beginning of your sexual play, which didn't require any of the badlands. But when she said that you need to beat the shit out of me, that's definitely now stepping into sexual badlands where you're going to need to flip the mentality. I want you to reframe your mindset to now, which that this is a invitation. This is not, this is not her or not even, let me just rephrase that. Take that back. It's an invitation because I want you to show me what you can do. I'll let you know is the only thing that's not on the end of that. At the end of your little sweet talk there, she said that it's okay for you to hit me. Of course, she's not going to say that in the moment. Or not this girl. Some girls will. But this girl's not going to say that in the moment because that kills the energy. That kills the sexual play of it. Right? She wants it to feel real. She wants the power to be real. As long as you graduate the sexual power, starting at half of what she can take, and then just amping up from there, you're always going to be good. You're always going to be good, especially now that you know this with her and that you guys have had this first experience together. It's always going to be good. If I could flip the script for a second and think about and just talk about her, about about her 50 just for a second, because I think we've covered your 50 pretty well, X. I don't think there's anything more I need to describe. I think it's all pretty much laid out there. If I think about her 50, if there's anything that she could have improved on in that situation, is that... If when she had slapped you twice saying hit me and when she had seen that you weren't willing to do it, that that you made a lateral move that ran away, that you tied, tied her legs up and that obviously, and pause that, tied her legs up, still went to go have sex with her and still went to go fuck her after that, but definitely showed that you ran away from that. If 
Jenna was listening to this, the first thing I would do that if she was one of my female clients is I would say is that you need to recognize that you've hit a trigger point here. Whenever a masculine being runs away from a direct invitation, you hit a trigger point. And when you hit a trigger point, I'm not saying stop, but what I would say is that alter your empathy, alter the level of awareness for what this person's going through. Because obviously, Jenna, you don't know about his past history. You don't know about his past trauma. You don't know that he completely, a relationship was burned in the past because of him going too far. So that's why he's running away from this moment. I, and I would never expect you to be a savant and to try and understand that before it even happened. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that just from the female perspective, when a masculine runs away from a direct invitation, know that that means that there's a trigger has been hit, that something has gone awry in his mind and that you just need to apply some empathy. In that moment, what, what happened in the rest of that moment was that you two just, you kept on having sex and that was it, I'm pretty sure. And then it just de-escalated from there. Okay. After that, it's not so much about you saying to him, you know, it's okay for you to hit me. What I would recommend is that you would say to him is that, hey, I noticed that something happened there. I noticed that you ran away from my invitation. That when I asked some of you that you completely diverted from that. Is there something you want to share? Is there something that you can help me understand? That's how the feminine would need to respond in the event of what that ex did. Okay? You don't need to be predicting or to try and understand before it's happened. You just need to show that you need to understand. Because if you just saying to him, okay, you know, it's okay for you to hit me for X, that's not enough. That's not enough. After this entire podcast, we've talked about chaining of powerful sexual movements. We've talked about flipping of sexual power mentality. None of that's really going to matter if that he doesn't overcome within his own mind. It's okay. But not because it's okay because you said it's okay. Okay because I know inherently that this is what I need to do. And that the person that I'm with is willing to share a space with me that's empathetic enough to help guide me through it. For a woman to say, uh, fuck me hard, do me right, slap me, hit me, it's okay for you to hit me, it doesn't really do much for the man. If he's adverse to it. In fact, if anything, it actually makes him feel worse about it. It makes him feel more inadequate. Because it only puts a direct spotlight on the fact that he wasn't able to do that. What he needs to hear is, tell me about why it wasn't okay. Tell me about why you didn't feel okay amping up the sexual progression with me. That makes me, as a man, if I'm in that position, and X, if you were to say that to him, that would make him feel like, oh shit, I can be real. I can be authentic. I can let it go. Because in the same way at the beginning of your date that X said to, to us that, Jenna was a little bit kind of unnerved and she wasn't letting go. Same thing for him. He wasn't able to let go in the moment. Putting a spotlight on the fact that he wasn't able to let go doesn't help him not being able to let go. What helps him not being able to let go is for you showing that I'm here to be for you. That's all you need to do. And that's what I recommend for you too, is that you have an open discussion about how you feel about it, what each person uh, desires, what you desire, what happened in the past of both of you? What leads you? What has led you both to this point of sexual appetite? Just have a full, open, direct, congruent, and authentic discussion about what the sexual play and power is going to look like. And you don't need to spill all the beans either. Like it doesn't need to be a step-by-step menu because no woman wants a step-by-step menu of what's going to be done to her. 
the surprise, part of the power of being physically dominated is the surprise, is not knowing when he will stop, is not knowing if he will stop, is not knowing what's going to happen next. So you don't get that, don't get that twisted. You don't need to go so deep into that. But I do want to end this uh, part of the podcast so we'll get to open Q&A in a second, guys. If uh, Actually, I think there was a story I was going to give you guys as well. Yeah, actually, I'll give you a story. I'll give you a story in a second about probably one of the most physically aggressive times I had to go through when I was working through it as a younger guy. <clears throat> but X and Jenna, the best thing that could happen for you two after this, after having that open discussion, is to run through... Well, and pause that. After you have this discussion, X needs to go away on his own. He needs to go into deep meditation. He's going on his own and run through the visualizations of what it means to flip the mentality of dark sexual power and to go through and chain movements to not just end at one movement, but to connect them all together to give an overwhelming sense of power. If you can do that in your mind, make sure you can achieve that in your mind first. If you can't visualize that and you can't see what that's like, good luck doing it in real life. So visualize it, play the movie in your mind, feel it. Right? Then the next time you're with her, and the next time that you're with Jenna, don't expect too much of yourself. Because while I've given you a podcast length worth of instruction here, and so much instruction, I would never expect you, X, to try and do all of it tonight, or to do all of it tomorrow. It would be enough for you, X, to make the mental flip. Just to mentally switch it up, that when you got that signal from her that and actually, remember, because now this is going to be the sexual, second sexual experience, she's not going to, she definitely doesn't want to say to you that you need to beat the shit out of me. She doesn't want to have to signal for that anymore, and you know that now. So she's just going to expect that it's going to happen, and so she should. It would be enough for you, X, for you just to make a mental flip and to just go, all right, what did I say about, oh, right, to go into the Badlands, I need to completely change everything. That now I'm the dominator. Now I'm the controller, I'm the master. And that she's a bad girl. She's been put in her place. She needs to be shown what it is. She's not going to get away with this. Flip the mentality. Let her know. Put her in a restrained movement that is extremely uncomfortable. Body on top of her, for sure. Oh, here's a good example. When I was yesterday on the beach, like I said before, uh, after this girl had got done giving me an Olympic-level blowjob, <laughs> try to try to hide it from all the other people at the beach. There wasn't that many people, but there was enough where we had to keep stop starting. Uh, she got up on top of me and she mounted me. And you would think that it's hard to control someone when you're on bottom. Hmm? AX? Not as hard as you think it is. If you... When you're on bottom, it's hard because you can't see my feet. If you put your heels on the outside of theirs, so essentially you're going to, if this is her foot, you're going to over the top wrap your leg and hook your heel on the outside of hers. So essentially like you've got your legs hooked on the outside of her legs so that even if she tried to move them, you could clamp them in, clamp them in. So you clamp the heels, you come up around starting at her waist, around where the time curve of her waist would be, where it's the smallest part. And you just go into not even a full bear hug, but what's known as a gable grip, where hands intersect like this and come on the side. If it's really hard to demonstrate on the, just go search onto YouTube gable grip. If you just gable gripper, 
which is it's, this probably looks better to you guys, right? In which that you're not actually going to open up your fingers, but your hands just clasp around each other. It's probably the strongest grip there is, right? If you to intersect your fingers or you try to lock your fingers together, you can pull your fingers apart. But if you try and grab your own wrists, essentially, is essentially what a gable grip is. You can't pull that apart. It's the harder you pull, the harder the tighter the grip gets. So you can do that from the bottom. You can do that from the bottom and that you can suck or you push all the air out of her to the point where it's actually really hard for her to breathe just by gripping her from the bottom. That was just a little side note. Oh no, that's why I brought this up. The mental flip. Was that why I brought it up? We've got on the tangents here. I've got to finish the story anyway. So we're there on the beach and she's mounted up on top of me. She hasn't got any panties on at this point or her bikini bottoms. So she's just grinding on top of me. And however, she has, she's technically on She's on her flow. So she's got a tampon in. So that's why it's not inside. And, and so, but just because I know she likes to get dominated and I'm making that mental flip. I hook my heels on the outside of her heels. I go tight around her body, gable grip around her body, squeeze tight, extremely tight to the point of where it's actually, you could crack a rib if you kept going. Like you could, if you really tried as hard as you could, probably crack a rib if you went up just a little bit higher on it. And all of a sudden she just starts moaning. She's like, ah, ah. And then you suck her down deep on top of you. So before she had just been a little bit floating on top. Now it's body to body, crushing the ribs, all right, her head's down by your side. All right, and then you just roll the pressure up from the from where the belly button would be. You roll the grip up as you're underneath her to the point where it goes all the way to the top of her back and then your hands can connect at the top as well. You can pull down on the back of the shoulders, but it's coming in waves of a grip and she just squeaks out. I love how you grip me. I love the power when you grip me. All right, and then you give her a spank on the ass. Hard, hard, right? In that position when I, that I was in, Finger her out, or couldn't finger her out because Tampa was in, but rub her out. Had my fingers in her ass though. That door was open. A lot of things were open. All I'm talking about there was just some training of movement, but also what you can do to restrict people. And also coming back to the point now, you making the mental flip is the most that you're going to do, is the most that I'd even want you to do to flip with. And if you could extend a little bit beyond that, have fun, but don't expect too much of yourself. That's how you'll burn yourself in your next interaction with Jenna is if you expect too much of yourself. All I expect and I would hope that you would expect of yourself, is just to make a 10% change, which is what's the most fundamental thing here? I need to let her know that I will dominate, that I can at least show that I can bring that power and energy out. If I can do that, that's a win. That's a huge win. Am I asking you to slap her at 90 to 95%? If you can feel like you can bring it to that point, and she has signal for that, for sure. But if you feel like that's too much, like I said before, the least damage causing or the least, the easiest one to start with is just a double-handed choke. And if you want to go search on YouTube and Ezekiel choke from the top, it's a great way of going into it. Uh, baseball chat, baseball bat choke, many different chokes from the top, reverse rear naked choke. Um, oh, now we're going to get into some triangles as well. That's the, that's the story I wanted to tell you. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, I'll wrap up that part for UX, which is that's all I would ask for you. And listen, there's obviously going to be a huge question mark here, which is what if that's not enough for her? What if it's not enough? If it's not enough for her, is what it is. I wouldn't expect Jenna to curtail her need for intense sexual appetite when she's met someone of a sexual appetite that's lower than her. It's different from the male perspective. When a male meets a woman of lower sexual appetite, a couple points below, 
he must change. He must reflect. He must acquiesce to her level of sexual appetite because he is far more physically dominant, generally speaking. Like the male species in general, but of course you could get with a woman who's specifically more stronger than you, but in general, he has the ability to cause far more damage than she does. In the female situation, when we reverse it, Jenna needs what she needs. And so she might be, it would be nice, this I'll say here, it would be nice if Jenna was able to guide you through and if you're open and and direct discussion about this, if she was willing to help you through this, help you through your past trauma, and she was willing to be empathetic enough for that, that would be really nice of her. But I also don't expect it. I don't expect it as well, and neither should you. Your journey is your journey. The journey will always be your journey. And so if she's not the right girl to help you learn through this, then that's what it is, because you can't provide what she needs. That's what it is. It's very hard for men to accept this. When they meet a point of inadequacy and in which that they couldn't satisfy a woman to the degree that she needed and she leaves. It's a hard thing for a guy to accept is what it is. And I hope you would accept that with grace if that was the case. It's, it's, it's not even me saying that uh, Jenna should help you through this. That's not her role. That's not her role. It's, a, it's something that you have met as a challenge and that you didn't pass. We want you to pass, but it might not necessarily be of her. So what I'm asking you here is to entertain a level of detachment that it might not be, the story might not end with her is what I'm saying. You might not overcome this with her. Great if it does, awesome if it does, but at the same time, I'm future-proofing you with the fact that, uh, especially if a girl that has presented like Jenna does, she uh, has certain desires and things that she needs. That's what we need to be acknowledging and accepting of that. So, so, I'm going to give you a story to wrap this up and we get to open Q&A if there are any open cues. Can I get a break here, guys? Can I get a fucking break? Uh, <laughs> it's like overcast one moment and then... Ah, oh, shit. Okay, so, by the way, guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, drop a thumbs up on the video down below and, uh, yeah, we'll get to open Q&A soon enough if you have any questions on anything. Otherwise, I'm just going to give you a story here just to wrap this up. So I wanted to give you an example of, if not the roughest sexual play I've ever been through, the roughest sexual play I've ever been through at the youngest age. Just, this is going to be good for you, X. It's going to be good for you. So it's why I want to tell you the story is reps. Experience getting deep in what it means to flip the psychological power mentally of being a dominator. It's a way of being. It's not something that you just all of a sudden wake up and decide, yeah, all right, I'm going to show Jenna what it is tonight. It's, it's, it doesn't work that way. It needs to be something deeply ingrained. It's, it's new fibers in your being. You need to get a whole new thread. You need to journey out and get a whole new thread. That's actually what this podcast is, is providing you with a thread in which that you can weave something new. And so I want to give you the story here. When I was, this is the youngest, I would say, that, was, that the violence began. The sexual violence began, of course, in a mutually reciprocated way. Sixteen, a girlfriend at the time, monogamous relationship. Won't use her real name, but she knows who she is. Let me call her. We already got a Jenna in the story, so let's use a different Jenna. Uh, let's use a different name. Uh, 
What do I fucking call you? <laughs> she might even listen to this at some stage. Uh, I call her. I just call her Shay. I call her Shay. <laughs> it's nothing to do with her actual name. I call her Shay. So, so Shay and I were already really comfortable with just having regular sex, and we were already doing some pretty filthy shit at that age. We we're already having anal sex. Uh, I was already given a rim job. She was trying to give me a rim job. It was, it was already pretty hectic as it was. But violence had not really been introduced yet. We're only 16 at the time. <laughs> w comes in saying Amy. Uh, actually, Amy's not a bad name. Actually, I probably should have said Amy. No, nah, no, nah, I got with Shay. I already chose Shay. So we're already used to some pretty uh, hectic shit at a pretty young age. I'm 16 at the time. She's a couple years younger. So she just thinks she was 14. And so when the violence actually began was it just very simply by us just wrestling. Just just to see, you know, just playing around. Just just to see how strong she is. I remember one afternoon in her bedroom, just, uh, hey, try and, try and get out of this. And I just put her in a rear naked, cho- rear naked choke, but I don't actually apply the choke. I just put her in the position. I'm like, get out of it. See if you can get out of it. And she tries to fight. And uh, Shay was strong. She's a strong girl. And she could get out of it, which is cool. And I'm like, all right, now you put me in it. Now you put me in the choke. And so she tries to put me in the choke, but she actually tries to choke me. And this is where now the heat starts to heat up. She actually tries to choke me. And so I get out of it pretty easy though. And from there, as we're playing on her bed, it just ensues into an actual fight in which that no actual punches are being thrown, but throwing each other against the wall. I'm pretty sure I banged my head. I'm pretty sure she need me in the balls at once. Yeah, she did actually. She did need me in the balls. I remember that first time as well. She did need me in the balls. It was pretty fucking hectic. And biting each other. And at the same time, she's trying to jack me off. I'm trying to finger her out at the same time. All of a sudden, we're fighting each other, but we're having sex at the same time, and there's a lot of damage being inflicted for two very young people here. But we trusted each other, and we get it. Uh, we're not going to do anything that is going to make the other person hate the other person. And I remember very specifically in this example that after we've been playing around, we're like out of breath while this is happening. This is so intense. We're out of breath. And it's like I'm trying to... Every time she tries to get away from me, I'm trying to pull her panties off, but then she kicks me in the face or she elbows me or she fucking almost headbutts me without a lot of impact, but uses her head to just smack my head away. And so that I can't, or she just rip my hands away, drives her leg into, into my crotch, right? Doing all kinds of things. And then I'm like, fuck it. Fuck it, let's take it up to the next level. And so I'm on my back and she... She's trying to get my shorts off. She's trying to suck me off, but I'm not letting her do it. That's the fight here. That's the game here to see who can win essentially to get the other person's full clothes off and at the same time bring them to orgasm and make them come. And and while she's in that position, I kind of toyed or cubbed her into it. I possumed her into it in which that I laid down on my back to invite her to come in in between my legs as if she's going to be in... Uh, Half guard, essentially. She's going to be in half guard. But I knew it, I was I was baiting her in so that I could put her into a triangle with my legs. And so she came in and she thought she's going to get in. She thought she's going to pull my shorts off. I take the arm. I push it to the side. I wrap my one leg over the back of her neck. The other one that hooks over my leg and just like a figure four and like a triangle. Triangle sense. I nail that triangle down. And, you know, when you've got someone in a triangle and you lock it in, they're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And... She's got, she's, it's, it's extremely, if you ever just see someone get put in a triangle and they have to tap because the triangle's too much, it's the ultimate domination in the sense that someone's entire lower body is constricting their neck. 
the ridiculous amount of power is a, that is applied during a triangle. It's like you want to pop their head off. Anyways, she's. Uh, I'm applying the triangle, but I'm like, for the first time, I'm going, let me push it a little bit further. Let me see how much she can take. So I squeeze a little bit harder, a little bit harder. She's she's hanging in. She's hanging in there. It's probably been applied for like 10 seconds. And then she taps. She starts tapping on my legs. And then for just the first second ever, I just went into a bit of an animal mode. And I just, I squeezed even harder just for a second. I squeezed for a second even harder. And that's when her eyes like roll back, not to unconsciousness, but basically there. And that's when I let go. And then when I let go, she just, it was like as if she was unconscious, but not. It was like eyes completely glazed over, rolled back. She was just absolutely in complete fish mode. And I was like, I freaked out because it's my first time going through real sexual violence. I freaked out. And I was like, holy shit, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like shaking her over the shoulders. And she was just like there in the bed with like her tongue like hanging out the side of her mouth. And she just like grabbed me. She grabbed me by the collar and just pulled me down and just started making out of me. And then just grabbed my hand, slid it down her panties. And she was just as wet could be, as wet could be. And that's when it clicked in my mind that she just wanted a little bit of the fire. She just wanted a little bit of that swell. And I discovered this at 16, that just to feel overwhelmed for just a second, it's incredible because then the love always comes on the back end. After that, yeah, I went down on her. Yeah, brain's orgasm. Yeah, probably had sex after that as well when we decided not to fight each other. And then we probably just cuddled for a long time after that. We were in a monogamous relationship after that, so there was a lot of, in during that, so there was a lot of love. But, but that was just the first example that I ever had that going back to when I was 16, in which that the fighting was something that we both desired and that she never had to say to me, you know, it's okay to hit me. The fact that she hit me knew that I knew how much to give back to her and that it was more in post when I had taken her just a little bit beyond. And that's my natural set point, by the way, X. My natural set point is that I am aggressive, that I want to push the revs. Like you said, I'm a nine, I've been a nine or 10 on the sexual appetite since I was a fucking baby. I've always been that way. And so I just naturally fell into that and discovered that, that, hey, you know, what's it like to take it to the point of basically unconsciousness? And she loved it, absolutely loved it. I freaked out for a moment, but... She assured me afterwards that she didn't even have to say that, hey, it's fine. She just made out of me and then just showed me how wet she was as a result of it. And that to me is just fucking amazing. Like, it turns me on so much, right? And I'm sure it will for you soon enough. It's just that you went through an experience in which that with your past ex, she talked a bigger game than she was able to deliver. Your ex talked a huge game, but was maybe not even subconsciously aware of the pain that was dwelling with inside of her and it just manifested and it got triggered. Since then, you've still been dealing with that, right? That's something that you're still dealing with now and I can feel that it manifested with Jenna. And so now this is your game now to get back to when I was 16. You need to rediscover what Adam at 16 was like, where you have the desire to push the revs. I would much rather you push her one second too far than not go at all because that's what happened in your story. You're never, not, like, listen, I was never going to do anything to my girlfriend back then at 16 that would have put her in the hospital that anyone else, when we left that bedroom, would somehow know that we some bad shit had gone down, right? Because that's not the intent. The intent is to play power games with each other. 
right? She was trying to fight me hard, elbow me, knee me in the balls, suck me off at the same time, do all kinds of shit to me, but be very rough with me, try and choke me out. She was doing that because she knew that this was the game we were playing and she was egging it on. With Jen and with you, she's doing the same thing. She's doing the same thing. She doesn't want you to put her in the hospital. She wants you to show that you could put her in the hospital and that's all there is to it, okay? So if you can rediscover that desire, that uh, enjoyment, that lust for it, it's there within you, I think, to a certain degree. How much it is in there with you, yes, to be seen. Yet to be seen. I don't know to what depth that you want to explore uh, sexual violence. There are so many things you can do. There are, there are so many things you can do, as we went out here with the handcuffs. But uh, I hope that now that as a result of this podcast, you're not so afraid and that you don't misinterpret what beat the shit out of me means. It's purely just power the shit out of me. Right? That's what she wants. You know, the most recent example that I had, I told you when I was just on the beach with that girl yesterday. And all I had to do was just from the bottom, just grip her a little tight that stopped her from breathing. She couldn't breathe properly and almost as if I was about to crack a rib if I went a little bit harder. And all of a sudden she just melts down. All of a sudden she starts moaning and starts going, holy fuck. Holy fuck, I can't believe how powerful you are. Your strength. I love your strength. All right, that's what Jenna needs. Give it to her. Give it to her as you are ready. Because you, you are obviously dealing with some things and you need some time. That's all I'll say. Take your time with it. Stay detached from the outcome. Your journey will always be your journey and the journey will always be your journey. So X, I thank you so much for sending in this message. I don't think there's anything that, I think we covered everything. So with that being said, my friends, if you have any further questions on this, you can go ahead and drop that in the chat box. If you have questions on anything in the world of human interaction, social dynamics, dating, relationships, go ahead and chuck it in. And uh, I'll allow some time for that. However, like I said, today was far more of just straight podcast podcast. I didn't really want to do too much class with this because to be honest, with this topic, the class probably doesn't know too much about it. And that's why X, why I gave you so much daps at the beginning by saying that I think you actually did a really good job. Considering your past trauma, I think you did a really good job with this girl. Now you've just got a few things to tweak, psychologically mostly, and then chaining with the power of chaining your powers together. You can do those two things. You're going to give her a good time, or at least you're going to give some girl a good time, depending on how long it takes you to learn it. But as you can see, we've gone through some very intricate, very uh, only stuff you would learn through real world experience. And I guess that's why I didn't want to do too much of a class session today because it just would slow the podcast down. This is not a uh, foundational session. This is definitely advanced level stuff. Like, for example, X, uh, and by the way, guys, I'm not going to go on tangents here. If you do have any open questions, you want to download a super chat, get your question bumped to the top, I'll give more time to it. You can put that in the chat now. Otherwise, I'm just going to finish off in here and we'll wrap up the session. But yeah, now's the time for that. But I will just, while if any of you are typing, I will just add this for X. The reason why I also said that I think you did really well is because when I think about what you actually told me that you did, about how that you were roughhousing, you were biting, you were choking a little bit, uh, you were attempting to restrain her, you were fucking the shit out of her, that there was a lot of very sexual animal play going on very early on. You guys aren't in a monogamous relationship. You know, that's, that's more than what most guys are comfortable with that are attempting to learn social dynamics. Because most guys that come in to learn social dynamics, they are on five and below, not only on the scale of sexual appetite, but also more so five and below of social dynamics that most of them have very little sexual experience. 
and that most of them are soft shell crabs, plain vanillas. And that to even hear the things that I've discussed and hear the things that I've said about chaining, choke to slap, to restricting your breathing, to spanking, to penetration, to grinding on the back of the ponytail, to all these different things you can do, handcuffing, etc. Most of that stuff is stuff that most people have never done before. The fact that you're the slapping, the chain with the slapping, most people have never done that stuff before. I don't, the way that I talk about it, I talk about it like it's normal because for me it is, but it's not normal. It's not normal for most people. Most What we've discussed here, X, is between eight and 10, closer to 10 on the scale of sexual appetite. That's not most people. Like if if you were to go and and uh, do any of the stuff that we've talked about in this podcast with, how about this, X? How about this? This is perfect. If you were to take any of what we just said and we have discussed in this podcast with the average girl, the girl who's just somewhere between five and eight on sexual appetite, sexually curious to the top end of that, uh, she she wouldn't have a bar of it. She wouldn't be able to handle it. She she would she would tap out really quick. While all women want to touch the fire, how deep they want to go into the fire depends on their level of sexual appetite. And you need to be able to read that. And I'll give you an example here. I'll give you an example from a fuck how high up is it from a different young lady okay so to give you an example of this because the way we've talked about this podcast is that like people like myself and jenna is normal uh it's not it's definitely niche definitely niche high-end niche this is a girl that i would consider normal and sexual appetite that actually i would consider this girl high sexually curious i'd say she's like seven to eight not but not even seven to eight maximum maximum I'd been, we'd been talking about what it would be like to, to watch each other fucking someone else. She had, uh, I just want to see if I can get this here. Okay, this is how it started. I had been commenting on her fingernails about how ridiculously long they are. You know, those French nails that girls wear that are like fucking 10 inches long. And I'd said to her, I said, you put me in the hospital if you tried to go down with me with those with fingernails that intense. And she said, uh, at least my hands will look nice once I give you one. And I said, I'll book a bed in the ER right now in capitals. And then she responds by saying, so we can use it? Question mark. And I sent back that seedy emoji just going, maybe. But then I said, it might be hard when I have puncture holes in my cock, but I'll tell the nurse to strap me up. In fact, she can fucking join in. She responds by saying, a nurse strapping you up? That already sounds like an amazing time for me. I want to be strapped up next and just watch you with her. I respond by saying, that's demonic shit. I can make that happen. I'll cuff you to the ceiling, strap an apple into your mouth, and yes, you can watch. She responds by saying, why does there have to be an apple in my mouth? Ha 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 ha. And so there you now know where her revs have been pushed. That the idea of her being restrained to that level is too much. She had to release the pressure through comedy, through joke. So that already gives me a signal of knowing that she's definitely not sexually filthy high end, but she's okay to be strapped up at least, just she needs to be able to talk. Okay, so now you get a read on that. I then come back at her saying that just to make sure that you can't talk. That's why there's an apple in your mouth. And she goes, or moan with a little crying emoji. Just imagining you with someone else right now already turns me on. Now, you really need to pay attention to this next bit, X, 
because this is what paints what average girl or normal girl would be like in terms of sexual appetite. Because I wanted, I push her revs in the next message. I say, it will be intense. You'll see her not being able to breathe. You'll hear her saying, no, daddy, no, I can't take it anymore. You'll see me bite her on the back of the neck, pull her brown hair and choke that neck. She'll explode, turn around and slap me. I'll look right back. Nope, no effect. The girl responds to me saying, her slapping you makes this even hotter. I can't imagine how frustrated I already feel not being able to do anything. Remember, she's strapped up at this moment. Next thing I say is this. I'll throw her face down and teach her a lesson. You're next. She responds with two of those emojis with the kind of watering eyes saying, not too rough though, please. And I respond by saying, gentle for baby girl. And she says, yes, gentle for baby girl. Get a read on the sexual appetite. All I said was that, like, so she was happy with me saying that. She, she was happy to watch me slap, have the nurse slap me, me slap the nurse. She was happy to watch all that, right? And actually happy for me to say, and I'll throw her down. I'll throw her face down onto the bed, all right? But it was when I said, and you're next. That's when she completely broke the sexual connection and tapped out and goes, I can't handle that. What she was visualizing was literally getting thrown by the back and getting pulled by the back of the head and just getting thrown face down into the bed, not being able to break her fall by her hands and just getting fucking whipped into the bed. All right? And especially the way that I phrased it by going, I'd throw her face down and teach her a lesson. You're next. That's when she had to tap out from there. That's normal, X. That's normal because that's when we've now entered Badlands. That's now where physical sexual violence is coming in, where it's now is I'm throwing her, I'm literally taking her body and there is going to be physical damage caused. It's down onto a bed. It's very low level, like I said before, which is why we always graduate the sexual power. It wasn't me slapping her in the face first, then throwing her down. It was literally just throwing her down to the bed. And I find out that actually, if I was to do that in real life with her, because this is just on an Instagram thread, <coughs> if I was to do that in real life with her, she wouldn't be cool with that. Now you get a read. And by the way, that's normal. That's normal. Most girls need to develop an extreme level of trust before they allow sexual violence, before they allow the badlands. You just happen to find Jenna, who's already operating on the same level as me. Like the girl that I was with uh, yesterday on the beach, like a lot of guys aren't going to be comfortable uh, doing sexual shit in public right off, the, right off the bat before they even know her. Right? Most guys as well don't have a high level of sexual appetite. But I was okay. You had my dick sucked on the beach yesterday. I was okay. Yeah, doing more than that as well. So anyways, uh, I think that was just a nice little, I'll give you two stories there actually. It's just, I wanted to ground the perspective of that while you're dealing with a girl here that's very intense. And I love her intensity. Jenna, if you listen to us, fucking love it. Never change. Never change. If, you're, if you love sexual violence, me and you will get along very well. I'll always I'll look for that. Fucking, fucking jealous. Fucking jealous, X. <laughs> you found yourself a good one. That's what I'm saying. Found yourself a good one. So, yeah, that's it, my friends. We're going to wrap up the session there. Uh, there are no questions in the open chat. Other than W comes with one question saying, my question is, how are you, Adam? 
I don't know what you mean, W. I don't know what you mean. If I just want me to answer that literally, I'm fucking living strong. I'm absolutely living strong. Life is very powerful. I hope you're doing well as well, my friend. And you seem since like you've been here for the entire session as well. So thank you for that. So let's wrap up this session and just get some key summaries and we'll wrap it up out here. Oh, this re- I, f- I feel like uh, for me, this is refreshing because this has been a stray bottle to a podcast, essentially. This has been not, there's been no class. And to me, when we talk about really advanced shit, it always ends up like this anyway. Whew. The power, the play of power is what matters in sexual relationships, especially when it comes to the violence. Right? If you're not ready to do that, you need to tell her that. While Jay, I'll say Jay, X, well, Jay is still just a different letter. <laughs> X is still, uh, I never would have wanted you to go in thinking that you couldn't succeed. I never would want any one of you to think that if you are sexually unconfident. Oh, and actually, I think that was one of the questions at the beginning. Yeah. Nice smack it asked, how do you introduce the violence and the degrading into the bedroom, especially with guys with low confidence? It's, it's like you need to be very upfront with the fact that you're not com- what you are and what you're not comfortable with. But at the same time, don't preclude yourself from being successful. Don't make it so hard for yourself to even get a win. Right? It's just when you do push your revs, let them know. Let them know. In that moment, X, when she had pushed you twice with a hit with a slap and that you had to run away from it, what I would have liked from you in that moment is for you to just slow down. Just slow down and just say, listen, I'm not comfortable with that. All right? That's not what I'm not that's what I'm not comfortable with. And even if you just have to take a moment pause right there, just to be real with each other, that's while you might think that that breaks the relationship between you and her, and it may well do, what it actually does for you is help you in long term. Because if you try to divert from the issue or push yourself into waters that you're just not comfortable with and you're just not going to be okay with, it actually hurts you in long term. It's much better to take the L as it is and to address what the L is in that moment and then say, hey, listen, I can't force that. I'm not comfortable with that. All right? And just see how she responds to that. And then you can play from there. That's going to be better for you because then when you go home that night, you're going to go, well, at least, at least I stayed true to me. At least I didn't force myself to be someone that I'm not. And that's going to allow you to go into the next sexual experience feeling good and knowing that actually, no, I did, well, I did right by me that time. So that's probably something I should have mentioned earlier in the podcast. Don't try and force yourself to do something that you're not you know that you're just not going to be comfortable with. Like I said, 10%. A 10% push every time is more than enough. Push yourself 10% every time. Nice Mac, you asked me how to introduce something uh, violent and degrading into your sexuality in the bedroom. 10% push. 10% push. And what you might find is that if you wake up the beast within you, then 10% push was just enough to wake him up and then you can go for the rest of the way. And then you can just get the flames out from there. But for some of you, the beast has been sleeping for so damn long that even a 10% is just going to scare the shit out of you and that's going to be enough. And you can just try from there, okay? So, yes, I thank you guys so much for listening in and uh, thanks for sending in that context. Jenna, if you're listening or if you were listening or you're going to listen, I thank you as well for being party to it. Gave us a great story here. And yeah, I wish you guys the absolute best. This has been the 11th episode of season six. One more episode next week. If you'd like to get your story featured on the next podcast, send it to me on Instagram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang1 or on my website, boldojo.com. Links down below in the YouTube description or the email contact forms are there on the website. And anything else? Oh, also, by the way, I, I forgot to get to mention this. If you guys haven't already, you can sign up to the free email newsletter, which I send out every Friday. Quick sip of social dynamics and what's going on. 
uh, in the world. Just head to balldojo.com, put your email in, it's free. And other than that, guys, I'm wishing you an amazing week ahead. And I'll see you next week for the last episode of the season. I sign it out. Wishing you the best in your life. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for making it all the way through this session, for your presence and for your attention. If you actually made it to the end, that's that's incredible because these sessions are often minimum two hours. And hey, you're my kind of person. If you got that kind of attention and commitment to your development, shit. <laughs> get excited by that so before you run off let me just hear you with a couple of reminders if you haven't signed up to the bowl sip weekly email it's free bowldojo.com keep you updated over there the best place to connect with me outside of these youtube live sessions and podcasts is actually on instagram at ui tang one double o i tang one you guys can see all the behind the scenes. You can see I post a lot of fitness, health, all the artistic shit. If you watch the story, a lot of the meditations as well that I go through each day and each night. And uh, it's a great place to do DM me directly with your personal context to give me feedback on different sessions, different parts of this, etc. So, how do we tang one on Instagram? I hope to see you there. I'd love to see you there. And of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can donate directly through boldojo.com underneath the podcast section or at paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I Adamui. Anything that you guys donate is always super appreciated. And for those of you that would like to take your development to the very next level and make sure that you're on the right course, doing the right things at the right time, well, one-on-one Skype coaching or the guided meditation internal energy, that's all available to you at boldojo.com. Listen guys, the birds outside are going haywire, so I better wrap up this outro. It's the time of my life, getting to go back and forward with you in these live sessions, chopping it up, getting to really know who you are. And so I thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next session. Truly. Wishing you the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.